This is the Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Vans, the king of shoes, killing shit since 1966, son. Omar, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Drop that bitch. I'm D Jones. I got my main man, the ghost, with me, and we got Ants one behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still, ghost, break down what we're working with this week. Yo, we got a big ep in Studio E this week. None other than Chris Weimer. Just yo, arguably the best frontside flip in the game these days. I know everyone's Ooh. tripping talking Reynolds, and you're right. That was blasphemous. I shouldn't have said that. But one of the best frontside flips in the game. Uh, a blue collar, Badman, just all time great flick. And uh, some might even say John Alley 2.0. You get me. Great interview with the homie. And then uh, we taking y'all straight to the post office. Peeps getting loose in the post office as per usual, just the way we like it. And then we wrapping it up with the rundown, man. The NBA playoffs are popping in round one. And I can't wait to get into the rundown. But before we do, I know I can count on my bunt holes and bunt wipes. But for all them new listeners out there, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt. Hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt. And then... Last but not least, head over to our website, thebuntlive.com. Recently updated with a full bunt jam section. We talking recap photos, recap videos, and just ev- all of your bunt jam news right in there, thebuntlive.com. The bunt jam section recently added. It doesn't get any better than that. Ghost, shout out of the week time, man. Is it going to be... The Bun Live trailer that we dropped last week, or or what's gonna be this week? I mean, y'all better pull up this summer, July seven and eight. T dot, you know what I'm saying? Done bat. You already know what the fuck it is. But no, this week, some people were out shredding, my guy. Some people were out there shredding. Let's spark it with Frankie Heck doing it big, Spitfire part. Yo, I think he's skating Texas. I'm not sure. Never been down there, but uh, I think he's in the D, man, and he's killing it. Just hadn't seen a part from him in a bit. Sick to see him shredding, just looking like he's attacking these spots, looking like the most intimidating dude on the block. He could pull up on them top boy dudes too, man, for fuck's sakes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, just really good lines, really good everything attacking spitfire shout out frankie heck shout out that one spot where he does switch crook half cab then nolly crook then a quick nolly heel back tail that line was flawless and that's got to be my dream spot so we got to find an excuse to go to wherever the fuck that is frankie heck and then another part that was fucking dope yo trent mcclung bro what's good you know i invited you on the pod you know what I'm saying? You're always welcome. I know you're a little shy, 
but love the uh, venture awake part doing it big as per usual one of the master technicians on a skateboard in the world today uh really like that part too so go check him out trent mcclung frankie heck doing it for different deluxe brands so that's all family man you already know what it is two for the price of one in the ghost shout out of the week it doesn't get any better than that but you know we thundermans though she oh man our homie on on insta blatant nostalgia was out there looking for uh, a venture box for himself and you know i had to slide to the dm and just tell him bro <laughs> it's thunder like we love them oh we love the homies over at venture and we respect y'all but in truck wars it's thunder or die man there's only one way to do it no control no thunder man <laughs> yo i ain't gonna lie though i i think you did too but i grew up skating ventures like ventures was i know my that's because the wade truck. and spenny tip they were all about their ventures i i think i had tensors at one point i think i've tried all the trucks man for a while i was on indy in my little hesh phase uh you know the indy highs full fucking weight the super heavy indy highs like i was absolutely tripping wait, wait, but, wait, 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 wait hold on let me just rewind that back uh, I wasn't aware that there was a Donovan Jones hash phase. Um, can you show me the clips to match that? Was that when you did the 50180 on transition at Warden and Ellesmere? Is that? <laughs> yeah, around that time, I think I was rocking some Spitfire trucker caps for a quick sec. We'll call that my hash phase. <laughs> I went venture. Them off Esner, I shred. I went venture for like five to seven years, and then indies for probably five to seven years and it's just been thunder all all day every day now man mm -hmm. hollow kingpin hollow axle all silver joints thunder man so like we said chris weimer in the building this week young gun with the skills to match we are super excited to get him on the pod and can't wait to get into the interview there's only one thing left to do ghosts you know we like to keep these big bellies full over here at the bunk, man. What are we eating today? Well, like you said last week, we got the thin crust now. So you already know I'm going ham with no regrets. But does it work if I order twice as much pizza as I used to with a thin crust? Am I still going to lose weight or should I just go once every two weeks with the max crust? It's probably doing me dirty but let's get it more zod never hurts maker pizza we doing it big hit me with that spicy pep god some wings on the side lemon pep a couple chocolate chip cookies the ones with the marshmallows on top too Ooh. yeah we losing weight here at the bunt maker for life maker pizza the only pizza that is guaranteed to make you lose weight <laughs> Maddie Matheson, tell them what you're working with when you order Maker Pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, let's get this interview popping. All right, y'all, we've got Chris Weimer in the building today. What's going on, man? Not much. How you guys doing? Straight chilling, dog. Happy to have you here. Dude, so you listen to the show. You know how it's going down. We start everyone off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Oh, man. Favorite skate moment? I'd probably have to say at the time I was living in Greensboro, North Carolina, and uh, the bro-style team, like Leo, Jeremy Alvarez, all those dudes, they all came through on a bro-style trip. And uh, 
I don't even ride for Brosile. And whenever they went to go, you know, kind of keep the trip moving, they asked me to like kind of tag along. And um, I think we went through uh, Memphis, I think it was, Tennessee. And Leo just like randomly was like, hey, like we're going to stop by Graceland, like the Elvis's house. Damn. And um, just paid for like everybody to just take a tour of Graceland and stuff like that. And it was insane, dude. But just the fact that like he offered to pay for everybody it was like, man, he's a real one, you know? He is. He's a fucking legend. Yeah, 100%. But uh, favorite sports moment? I don't really watch sports too much, so it's kind of hard to find like a legitimate sports moment. But personal sports moment, I guess. Back in the day, me and my good homie at the time, Taylor Mullen, we used to skate flat ground at this school with like really good flat. But they also have a basketball court, and we randomly just like bought basketballs and stuff. And uh, <laughs> we were like shooting hoops and whatever, playing horse or whatever. And then we both made back to back half court shots. Oh, that's like, from, like, from like the half court line, you know, it was just back to back. And it was one of those things where it's just like, I don't know, everyone's just like tripping, freaking out or whatever. And <laughs> I don't know, super random, but yeah, it's like the best thing I could think of. Sounds like you got to pull up to the bunt jam this summer, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, as far as like actually playing, whew, it's probably a different story, but. <laughs> no, no. I, well, the basketball aside, you can you can mess around for sure. But oh, yeah. Just come come skate too. You get me. Yeah, I saw the recap of the last one, and man, that it, that whole event just popped off. It looked insane. <laughs> Whether the people in Toronto might need to witness that frontside flip firsthand, you get me. <laughs> oh man, old faithful. <laughs> so yo, Chris, take us back to the beginning. Where did you grow up, and how'd you get into skating? Grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and um, I don't know exactly how I got into skating, but I guess the earliest memory I can think of. It's pretty much the same as everybody else is just like seeing a bunch of older older dudes like skating in the front of your neighborhood and stuff. And you just like you're always just interested, like what are they doing and stuff like that, you know, and then eventually you just get a hand me down board or like somehow come up on a complete or whatever, like an old like Walmart complete or something. And then, yeah, just basically just start trying to watch, at least for me personally, I just kind of like imitated what I saw other people doing, you know, yeah. I didn't know like the names of tricks or anything like that. So I just tried to. You know, just hit the tail, whatever, and yeah, I don't know, just went from there. Classic. But it was kind of crazy. It was kind of crazy though too, because out of that group of older dudes that I saw, like, I mean, I was like probably nine or ten, and they were probably like sixteen, seventeen, or something like that. Turns out that one of the dudes that was always skating with that crew ended up being this dude named Cato, and Cato, I guess, is Pharrell's Pharrell Williams' uh, brother or something like that. Crazy. I think he's like a relative. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like one of those things that I kind of found out like way later on. And um, the more I, I kind of like learned about the skate scene from like where I'm from, a lot of people like skated with him as well. So it was kind of crazy. So sick. Kick push, bro. Uh, how, <laughs> yeah. how old are you now? It's Lupe Fiasco, bro. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> the most casual. Oh, shit. Don't kill me, ghost. <laughs> so what would you consider your first big break in the skate industry? Oh, first big break. <laughs> first thing that comes to mind is actually so that dude who i mentioned earlier shooting uh half court shots with taylor mullen we used to work together uh doing like marine detailing like boat detailing and stuff like that and we were taking a lunch break one day and uh out of nowhere i just get this random like san diego area code number and i'm like what the fuck like and i, I just like didn't think of it, anything of it and so i answered it just like all like oh yeah like hello just like not knowing like who it was 
And uh, yeah, was, he's like, oh yeah, uh, is this Chris? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, this is Jamie Thomas from uh, Escapers or whatever. And I was like, wait, what? Like for real? And just was like completely like threw the whole rest of my day off. And but yeah, basically he just like gave me a call to kind of like introduce himself, like say what's up. By that point in time, I was just like kind of getting uh, boards here and there, you know, like flowed. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he invited me on my first trip. And so I guess that was like the first big break. Fucking legend, the chief. It was, cra- it was crazy, dude. Just being at work, just like having like a hard ass day at work, and then just like out of nowhere, like getting a call like that, just dude, fired the whole rest of the day up for sure. Of course, man. A few <laughs> days, I bet, dude. Oh man, it was insane for sure. That's awesome, man. The cold call. That's like back in the day, shit, man. Dude, San Diego area code, and I mean, I don't really know anybody out there, so I was like, like, what could this be? You know, <laughs> wrong number. So yeah, dude, it was crazy. <laughs> love it shouts to the chief absolutely man huge shout out yeah before we started recording um you told us a bit about your breakfast a lot of meat in there but uh we heard you were super vegan for a hot minute a couple years or something (laughs) and uh you switched over to one of those gnarly carnivore all meat diets what's the story there man (laughs) oh man so like basically my girlfriend got me into it when we first started dating and um i didn't really know anything about it but basically because she was always cooking and stuff like that it kind of made it easy to transition into like a vegan diet or whatever Mm -hmm. and um you know i didn't really pay much attention to it and obviously like as time goes on you start learning more and you start researching more and things like that and um yeah i was basically like a strict vegan for six years straight like no cheating or nothing (sighs) yeah Went wow. on this, dude, went on this uh, trip to Barcelona with Zero, and uh, everyone's eating, like, fish tacos and, like, <laughs> oh. like really nice dinners and, like, all this stuff, like, <laughs> and then here I am just, like, trying to, like, Google Maps, like, go oh, nearest grocery store or, like, whatever, things like that, and just eating, like, frozen vegan pizzas and, like, Oreos <laughs> and, like, all this junk food and stuff, and I'm, like, looking back on it now, I'm just, like, man, like, what the hell was I thinking, you know? <laughs> but then, but then, like... Uh, so actually like my girlfriend and I, we were living in Long Beach at the time and she started to kind of have like some issues and stuff like, so just like some minor gut issues and stuff like that. And so we started kind of doing some research on like, you know, I guess like natural ways to like heal your gut and like bacteria and all that kind of stuff and whatnot. And basically like, you know, one way or another, the first thing we added back in was like bone broth and stuff. And so that was actually like kind of gnarly. And then, um, yeah, the first thing she actually ate. Like, the, I think the first thing after that that she ate was, like, a gnarly, like, fully loaded bison burger or something like that from this place. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was like bur- maybe. Yeah. Let's we go. Used to, we used to go to this burger <laughs> spot in Carlsbad called uh, Pure Burger. Shout out Pure Burger because Jamie had, like, the hook up there. And so, like, the Zero Team riders would, like, they would hook us up with, like, burgers and stuff and whatnot. And uh, and then, yeah, slowly after that, I, I think I was, like, out skating with, like, the America team manager and stuff. And he's like, oh, you want to go to this burger spot? Like, check out this burger spot right down the street? I was like, ah, Ah, uh, yeah, fuck it, whatever. And just ate like a big ass burger, dude. And it was like the dude, it was insane. Though it was so good, it was insane. But yeah, ever since then, yeah, basically just like, yeah, uh, just trying to basically cut out like a lot of the like heavily processed stuff and whatnot, and to just like try to keep it clean, you know. But I mean, dude, I don't know. It's a huge like controversial diet subject or whatever. I don't know. You know, you can never like get the right answer. Right, you, you feel better but, now, though. You feel stronger. 
Yeah, no, I feel good for sure. Um, I think the vegan thing was good at first because you're obviously like doing the same thing, like cutting out all the processed stuff, like trying to stick to whole foods and things like that, like yeah. juices and whatever. Oreo and, um, Oreos and shit. Dude, yeah. absolutely. All that <laughs> shit. I mean, dude, like ask, ask like any of my friends or like a lot of the zero team riders and shit like that. Like every single stop that we t- like the stop at the gas station, stop at the grocery store, whatever it is, like I'm the dude that comes out with like, fucking donuts and cookies and like whatever just gnarly as sweet tooth ever you know yeah and yeah. so it's yeah so it's just like all right well whatever i guess we got to try to clean it up you know and so at first i felt really good on the vegan thing and then slowly it just started like i don't know didn't really you know feel as good as i probably could mm-hmm. and then obviously that leads you to kind of like start asking more questions and maybe like trying to do some research and things like that and just i don't know just try to find what works for you you know for sure man that could I'm be different pee. for anyone yeah just for reference, tell the people what you had for breakfast today, man. Tell them how we uh, roll in these days. <laughs> yeah. uh, this morning I had like five scrambled eggs, some sausage links. Like there's this local farm like right up the street from our house and they like sell all their own like, you know, beef, sausage, you know, Proper. whatever and all, all that stuff. So we've been trying to like kind of support them and like support like a farmer, like farmers and like smaller businesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then, yeah glass of milk big old glass of milk and whatnot and just yeah keeping it keeping it rolling man let's go baby <laughs> yeah that's what's up definitely never would have thought that that would have been my breakfast like three years ago <laughs> yeah but here we are wait what would happen never man what would happen if someone offered you a, a blessed like uh caesar salad or something oh yeah i mean Caesar's not Probably. vegan though, is it? There's like so much. No, no, but no, stuff but some people are like no veggies, like our boy Tommy. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah our mean, boy like, Sixer like, is like he's always one extreme. He's either like yeah, no meat. Actually, I don't know if he's ever gone no meat, but he's like super meat heavy diet right now. Same yeah. as you, he'll eat like a ton of eggs, but he's gotten to the point now where like. He's like, I don't even have time to like cook the eggs and then clean all that shit. So he just eats them raw. He's like, I'm not even fucking wasting the time, Dude, bro. Like, see, that's, that's dishes gnarly. and cooking, like fuck that shit. Yeah, but no, he couldn't yeah, I mean, taste their smell. In his defense, he couldn't taste their smell for like a yeah. year or some shit. So oh, he was gnarly. just like eating shit. Like yeah. he was eating shit. like all the organs and shit too, like liver that's and all that no, shit. That's, that's the best shit for you, right? That's what I was about to just say because like basically, uh, my lady and I, we just incorporated uh, raw beef liver for the first time like Holy we'd always fuck. take it in like a capsule like a supplement form you know yeah but i've always i've always heard from like just different people that we watch on like you know youtube or like whatever that they always say like if you actually eat just straight up like raw liver like in its purest form that's yeah. when you actually can feel like a lot of the benefits and stuff like and whatnot and um yeah we did that for the first time like dude we I, like the way that i would do it is just like cube it up into like really small pieces like cut up into really small pieces yeah. and then just like like just like knock it back like straight with like washing it down with like a drink or something you know just so you don't taste it at all it's but tough dude, to like, eat man i've dude, tried liver it's tough bro oh absolutely acquired taste for sure absolutely i think it's one of those things where you kind of have to like grow up on it when you're young like yeah, whenever dude, you try I had it for like, the first time and you're older it's just pff, yeah i'd like bacon wrap candied lip brown sugar liver one and i still couldn't fucking eat it dude i'm like if dude. this thing's wrapped in bacon <laughs> and i still can't eat it like yeah it's dude it's, it's gnarly for sure and i mean i don't know that's like i mean as far as that stuff goes that's like scratching the surface you know you got like you oh, know yeah. all these other like crazy ass like athletes or like bodybuilders or whatever just <clears throat> dude i don't know but i mean i don't know if you think about it like the thing that i've always heard is like if you if you watch like animals in the wild and if they like kill, like say you got like a cheetah that kills like a antelope or whatever, you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. first thing that they go for after they like make the kill or whatever is like the organs, not the like, not the muscle meat that we would always prefer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And so it's like, yeah, I guess like just the most, the most nutrient dense part of like an animal, you know, but I don't know. It's, it's pretty wild. I mean, I'm like scratching the surface on this kind of stuff. So, I mean, you know, whatever we'll see, but as long as it translates to more video parts, we support it, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on to skating real quick here. Davis got, man, only a handful of tricks have gone down there and we hear you went to war. Take us behind the scenes on that. Yeah. So man, the first time I went, um, well, first off, I kind of had the idea to try to maybe front up Phil Beltoro at the oh, time. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I do up there. <laughs> we were filming for uh, Damn It All, the Zero Video Damn It All. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, this kind of seems like a reoccurring thing for me with like video parts. It's like, it always comes down to the ender. You know what I mean? Like before I know it, it's like the deadline's approaching. The video part is like filled out pretty solid, but then I don't have an ender. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so the very first thing that I could think of is like, all right, well, you know, maybe I'll just try to front side flip something for an ender. And so El Toro kind of came into the topic. And then um, I was I was living in Virginia at the time. And I think I woke up one morning to the zero group chat kind of going off. And it was the first photos of like uh, when they tore out the steps and it was just like that dirt, that whole dirt hill, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, damn, that's off the table. So then I'm trying to think of the next best thing. And I guess I, I hit up Tommy to see if he still had, you know, intentions of going to try the front side flip on Davis again. Because he tried it uh, during that face melter oh, thing or whatever shit. I think it was. Okay. Yeah, when, like, him and Jaws skated mm-hmm. it. And uh, so I hit him up to see if he had the intentions of going back to try that. And he, you know, kind of gave me the blessing. He's like, nah, man, like, you got it. Like, you know, go, you know, see if it works for you, you know. And so the first time that I went, man, I got literally... I think it was four tries before I was like crawling away from the spot. Oh, no. Both my heels completely dusted. Like, dude, I don't know. It was crazy. And actually, whenever I was on the way to go try it, I hit up Sasha Daly because he, I heard through the grapevine that he tried to backside flip it, like maybe not too long before that. Damn. And I was like, I hit him up and I was like, yo, man, like just, you know, we kind of like know each other from like black box and stuff mm-hmm. whenever he rode for mystery. Mm-hmm. And um, so I hit him up and I was like, yo, man, like just kind of out of curiosity, like how was it skating that gap? Da, 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 da. And he was like, he was like just straight out the gate. Like the first answer that he said was like, dude, I swear that gap took like five years off my life. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, like just on the way to the spot. Just like, dude, that didn't help me at all. So I was like sketching out, like freaking out. And uh, so we get there and like, you know, I try to like warm up or whatever. I mean, how the f- dude, how do you warm up for that gap? You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. do you do? And so I'm like stressing and I'm like, all right, well, dude, we're here. I don't know. Like, I'll just try it. And so, uh, yeah, basically the first couple tries were like just straight up pop and flail, like just no catch, no flick, no nothing. <clears throat> and then I think I caught, I caught one that felt like I could have stuck it, but I feel like I was going to clip. Mm-hmm. So I bailed. And then that's like one of the ones where I feel like I was like trying to stretch like over the rest of the gap to like not clip. So I feel like it kind of like bruised my heels even worse. And I mean, dude, like for anybody that's been there, like the gap for how much run up there is, the gap's like not proportionate at all. And so essentially there's like two Davis gaps on either side with like the run up in the middle on the top, you know, Mm -hmm. but the one side's not skatable. So basically like, or at least for what I was doing, like I had my tippy toes, like on the very end of the sidewalk or like the run up, you know what I mean? And I would just like sprint, throw down, take like two of the biggest pushes that I could with the time that I had set up real quick and then just go and it's pop. You know what I mean? Like you're just flying. Fuck. And, um, and then, yeah, so that, that time, like, dude, I got four tries completely dusted, you know, whatever that was, that was that. And then, um, I kind of had it like out of my mind 
and um, the homie Tim Cicilino, the American team manager, he brought it up to me like, you know, damn it all came out, didn't have that clip in my part. And then he brought it up maybe like six months after that video came out. And he's like, hey, man, like just out of curiosity, like, do you have any intentions of like going back for that frontside flip or whatever? And I was like, damn, dude, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it too much. But then fast forward, like maybe another like year and a half or two years. And um, I had the opportunity to film for an America part. And so obviously that topic came back up again. Like we should go try this again, you know. And then this time I went, I felt way better. I kind of like prepared for it a little bit more. I had better insoles, like things like that, you know. And, uh, we got there first thing in the morning before it like got too hot. It was like midsummer or something like that. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, same deal. Just like warmed up, just like skate a bunch of flat ground or whatever. Just did frontside flips for like 30 minutes on flat. And then, um, I started trying it and this session, it went, it went way better. Like I was feeling like more confident. I felt stronger and I, I was like catching them like more consistent. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think I stuck like, dude, that day I probably tried it like I'd say like 25 times. I probably jumped down at like 25 times or something Jesus. if I had to guess. But I stuck like four, like four or five. But they felt like good sticks though. It was like, it was like I would stick. Like I, I kind of remember like catching it and really thinking in my mind like mid, mid trick, like, okay, this, this could be the one, you know? Wow. And then like, I will just like stick it and then just like get like bounced back off my board. Like the, like the impact, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It'll just bounce yeah, me back yeah. off my board. And then, so I broke a board did the whole like pit crew fucking <laughs> switch out the board all quick, you know? Yeah. And then I think I stuck one more and it cracked, it cracked the second one, but it didn't break. And I just kept trying it. And dude, basically it just got to a point where like my body was so done to where I feel like even if I had a chance of like sticking it again, I just wouldn't have the strength to like stand back up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, basically like, but, but it was crazy though. Cause after I kind of like threw in the towel and the session was done, like my whole body hurt, but my feet didn't hurt. <laughs> And, I, and that was, like, the craziest part because I think that was, like, one of the first, like, handful of times that I was, like, skating the footprint insoles or whatever because, yeah. like, the, oh, homie, okay. the homie, like, told me about trying Plug. those. Yeah, and it was, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it was, like, the, um, yeah, it was, like, the first, like, maybe, like, within the first, like, six months of trying those things. So I was, like, man, hopefully these things help. And, like, dude, my body was, like, just completely dusted. But, like, for some reason, it was the complete opposite of the first session. Like, my body was dust, but my feet felt fine. All right. We're going to need a box, man. Do you ride for them? Like, that just oh, sounds geez. too good to be true. Are you kidding me? <laughs> My feet hurt after every session, even if it's just flat oh, ground. Oh, man. Like, That's know. just your age, man. Yeah, true. Dude, nah, yeah. They they hook it up. I'm very, very grateful for, for being able to skate those things. But it's crazy because at first, like, whenever I first started skating them, I feel like it kind of takes a minute to, to get used to them until they kind of, like, break in and, like, mold to your foot, kind of. Because mm-hmm. at first, it felt like even whenever I was just, like, skating flat, they would just be like, man, like, are these things, do they actually work? You know, I don't know. <laughs> but then, like, when you actually go to, like, keep skating or especially if you're, like, jumping down something or whatever, like, as soon as, like, you're, like, the sole warms up to your foot or whatever, like, dude, complete game changer, 100%. Night and day difference. Sold. That's wicked. To me. Um, but. Well, fuck, man. You frontside flipped a 16 in canvas van slip-ons. So, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Davis with the footprint insoles. You got that, bro. Next time you need an ender, I'm sending positive vibes your way. You got that. Man. Dude, that it's like, I feel like to skate something like that. I mean, every every skateboarder knows, like, they've, they've probably been in a situation where they like they've, like, push themselves to like their threshold you know mm. and i feel like whenever you kind of get to that point especially if it's like something that you haven't done yet but you still have the intentions to go do it's like dude you gotta you gotta prepare like not only 
physically, but like mentally. You know for what sure. I mean? For sure. I don't know. It's 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 a weird. Feel. It's so easy to put off. You're like, oh no, I'll just like save it to the next one. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's funny but, hearing that everything you just said, like the. NFL playoffs are on right now. Donald, didn't that just sound like such an athlete quote right there? But it's so oh, true. Yeah. It's just funny <laughs> hearing it on the skate side. Like a, a well-trained interview. <laughs> Dude, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, because everybody knows it. Like, whenever you're pushing yourself to, like, try something you're terrified of like dude like not just nervous but like dude like fucking terrified actually scared yeah absolutely you have no idea like what's going to happen and especially if you've already like back yourself up into the corner like i guess it's like kind of almost like a classic bunt scenario <laughs> where you're like the, the couple like days before whatever, yeah i'm gonna fucking do this yeah whatever <laughs> and then like yeah you get to you get to it and you actually like i guess it's not a bunt scenario because if you actually try yeah, no, it, you then, didn't like, bunt but dude yeah, yeah. i said dude backing yourself up into a corner like that just sucks <sighs> Bro, uh, I feel you, but that's that's insane. Just <laughs> just landing on that is legendary. Hopefully, you get yeah. it one day. This Friday, CHBO, together with French artist and skater Chloe Bernard, are proud to release their first collaboration: a great-looking pair of sunglasses with a purple and yellow pattern for those sunny days and hungover afternoons. If you are in Barcelona, you are welcome to the Sour Solution Shop from 5 p.m. for free drinks and art by Chloe. If you can't make it but still want to take part in all the festivities, you can use the code THEBUNT for a 20% discount on any purchase at chpobrand.com. CHPO, always doing it for the people. Speaking of frontside flips, one of the best looking, most classic flip tricks in the game. We know Reynolds is the godfather of that trick, but nowadays you might have the best frontside flip in skateboarding, my opinion. Uh, shoot me or don't. Uh, but we know you'd never accept that title, but who do you think are the top three frontside flippers right now? Oh, man. Well, first off, I appreciate it, but yeah, no, I wouldn't accept, accept that for sure. But. <laughs> I don't know. Off the top of my head, I guess, like... Reynolds and, doesn't count, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say, like, in no specific order... Well, I actually, dude, like, number one, probably, like, off the top of my head, especially just, like, watching him in person, dude, John Dixon's frontside flips. Like, oh, yeah. John Dixon, like, dude, watching him just, like, warm up and just skating flat or whatever, he'll just do, like, five or ten frontside flips in a row, and every single one of them just look you know absolutely incredible you know just like the, like the whole dixon style and whatever but um yeah i don't know i'd say oh man desenzo's got like a really good one yeah um that dude's yeah. fronts have flipped like he tried davis too you know oh fuck. and he yeah he stuck it and um so respect to him for that for sure um and wow. if Ryan yeah. can do it, then it's actually and you like that's I have never been there, but I can only imagine how big it is. Dude, it, yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where like you go to the top and like just look at it and you're just like, fuck, like what did I get myself into, you know? Yeah. But also I think on the side there's like a double set and it's a nine flat nine. <laughs> and so I mean oh it's like a yeah, it's it's gotta be like close to like twenty <laughs> or twenty one, you know, or something like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. So like, I'd say yeah, like Dixon, maybe like Desenzo. Um, I know John Alley has a good one too, for sure. Mm. He does that one in New Blood, I think it was, where he had like the, the break the tail roll away. Rincon, like mm. dude. So, oh yeah, Rincon over the bar too, super yeah. good. 
Wait, um, what was the break the tail? I want to say it was maybe like in the middle of his part. I feel like he like front flipped over a rail or something like that. Maybe or I could be wrong. I just feel like I remember seeing a clip of him front side flipping over something and like breaking the tail on the roll away. But maybe not. I can't remember, but yeah, he has a beautiful front side. Flip. Yeah, That's super, sure. super good. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm probably just blanking off the top of my head right now, but yeah, there's there's some good ones out there for sure. That's a good big for three, sure. man. So the John Alley comparison is a no-brainer. Can you tell us how he influenced you coming up? You guys never rode for zero at the same time, but did you guys form a friendship over the years? Man, um, well, yeah, no, he actually um, he actually did kind of like have a, a quick little stint in zero there for a minute not too long ago mm-hmm. he he like i guess like quit slave or whatever and then him and jamie were talking and then yeah he was like riding boards there for a while i think he was gonna try to film a part for that damn it all video or something like that but yeah no nah, it's like I, I don't know to be honest like at first like whenever i first like started skating and trying to get more consistent at you know flat ground tricks or whatever i feel like i never really had the intentions on trying to like mimic john alley's flick or anything like that you know mm-hmm. um actually the homie that i mentioned earlier um the childhood homie or whatever taylor mullen he had a really good flick like really good capable on flat ground and i would always watch how he did it and so i kind of tried to like mimic him and then i guess it's one of those things where you just kind of pick it up and then just you know the more you do it the more you can like kind of fine tune it and things like that and then as you get older you know your your taste in skating kind of changes it a little bit or whatever and then like yeah dude i think the first zero video i ever saw was new blood Damn. And, uh, yeah, just kind of noticed, like, you know, the, all the flip-ins and things like that. And so, obviously, you kind of start gravitating to try to, you know, you're inspired by other people at that point in time, you know. And so, I guess I just started kind of, like, you know, you just build off the things that you feel like you're you're best at, you know. And um, I don't know. I think it's also, like, the way that I think about it, too. Like, I always try to, like, think about the flick first. Like, think about the kickflip first. Mm-hmm. And then whatever trick it is, you like say it's like a kickflip crook or like whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like I feel like if you can get the flick to like, or if you can get the kickflip to to like catch quick, then it'll kind of like make the second part of the trick easier to like think about, you know what I mean? Or like easier to process, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know if like if somebody's asking like, oh, like how do you like kickflip front lip or like whatever? Then it's just like, you know, you just got to think about catching the flick as soon as you can, and then that way you can kind of like you know be ready for like like the lip slide or whatever you know yeah i don't think me and dono are ever gonna do a kick front lip but that's, uh, sadly not <laughs> dude y'all nah you can figure it out for sure i seen you i seen the clips i seen the clips uh yeah we can skate but <laughs> like powerful front side flip to the point of doing a kick front lip isn't something that uh, is naturally gonna happen for us i don't think maybe maybe into a foam pit yeah, I'm saying oh, sack man. a couple times. Oh yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, your uh, your damn it all part instant classic. You even had the John Alley esque flip in section uh, with the huge kick front tail in there. How fun was putting that part together, man? Dude, yeah, nah, filming that part was incredible. First first time I ever like went out of the country. Uh, like I said earlier, we went to Barcelona for 12 days. It was like the whole crew, so that was pretty insane. And then yeah, just like even like you know local trips within the states like i think at one point in time we did that uh the cold war or no we did this like zero summer tour i think it was like a cold war tour or something like that or maybe it was a little after that the like a no cash value tour or something but basically we went on a like a summer tour for 35 days i think it was and um and then yeah it's basically just like dude i think they're out of those 35 days there's probably like you know high 20s or like 30 around 30 ish demos 
the whole time. So it was basically like, yeah, like a demo, like every couple days or like every other day or something like that. So I feel like whenever you skate that much, like the level of consistency and like confidence just like mm-hmm. goes through the roof, you know? So then obviously if you're skating street after that, which we would go on like filming missions at the same time, you know? And, um, yeah, no, I think just filming that whole video part was like, it was like a really good experience for sure. And then obviously like, you know, seeing how everybody else's parts turned out and like, you know, especially from the beginning, you kind of see things start to kind of shape together and whatnot and you just get more motivated to like finish strong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, as far as that flip in section goes, you know, it's just, it's good. It just goes back to what I was saying a minute ago. You just have like your strong, your strong suits, you know what I mean? And so you just try to, you know, just do, do the things that, you know, you feel the most comfortable pushing your limits with, you know? Yeah. But like with that kill front tail that you mentioned, actually, that rail is in Gainesville, Florida. And um, I was on this like Florida trip with like a bunch of homies, like John Evans, Patrick Prayman, and like a bunch of other homies. And we were all skating that rail. And I was trying to think of a trick to try. And at first I was going to try like maybe like flick front crook, but the rail just seemed like kind of like too long. You know what I mean? Because I don't really like, I can't really like gap too far out with that trick as I would with like a kill front tail or something, I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, I tried, I started trying the kill front tail. And, like, one of the tries, I was, like, getting close. And I was, like, all right, yeah, cool. Like, this is about to go down. And, like, hopefully, like, the next few tries or something like that, it started feeling, like, really good. And, I, dude, I rolled the shit out of my ankle, my front ankle, too, oh. like, the, the flick foot. Uh. Like, I, I went to go stick it. And it was, like, one of those ones where it, like, rolled off the nose of my board, kind of. Yeah. And, like, it was, and, like, I was, like, dude, fuck, I got, like, I don't know, like, five or ten minutes until, like, it really starts to hurt. So I just, like, pulled my laces, like, super tight and didn't stop no. skating. Yeah, it didn't Oof. stop skating, and then, like, luckily it worked out, I think, like, a couple tries later, and I couldn't skate for the rest of the trip. <laughs> Bro, you're Jesus. on your Patrick Mahomes shit. Sometimes, oh, yeah, <laughs> sometimes you know it's a wrap, and the adrenaline you have at that moment is all you've got for the next Absolute, little dude, bit. Yeah. thousand percent, especially because if you stop, it's kind of like one of those things, too, like, where you're skating, and you stop skating for maybe, like, five or ten minutes, and you're like, oh, fuck, like, do I really, like, want to get warm back up again to keep skating, you know? Yeah. But, like, especially with a rolled ankle, yeah, it was, like, it was, a, it was a done deal after that. But luckily, like, that, to me, that, like, made my trip worth it, you know what I mean? At least you're not going home empty-handed, so that was, yeah. that was pretty cool. But Yeah, that's gnarly. We're Insta-buddies, so I see your stories. I see how, mu- how you're a perfectionist out there. Like, when you skate the skate park, like, you'll do a trick, like, ten times. Do you regularly redo gnarly street clips when you're out filming for a part? And if so, is there an example? Like, I'll see you, like, let's just say kick front crook a park rail, like, seven times in your story. Do you ever redo shit in the streets? Like, is there a gnarly clip you've done in the past where you, behind the scenes, you actually did it, like, five times or something? Man, not not specifically, but I do remember one time I had this, uh, I had an ad for Zero, and it was a backside over crook on this rail that's in um encinitas it's like a i forget how i think it's like a 12 or 13 or something like that it's like on the beach and it was an ad a long time ago but yeah basically i went there to to try a trick i don't know i think i was gonna like maybe like crook it or like back lip it or something like that for like the ad and um luckily like i was just like warming up board slid it a couple times and then um i think i crooked it and then like i think jamie was there and jamie's always like if if it's almost like if a trick comes easy at a street spot and you're just like fired up like couldn't believe it like i just landed that trick in like you know a handful of tries or whatever and my i'm like not sore or nothing like that he has a tendency to kind of like want to push you to try something else because you're you're still like fresh you know what i mean (laughs) and so that was like one of those situations where i think i was gonna back lip it and that was gonna be the ad 
And he agreed. He's like, yeah, no, a backflip's cool. Like, yeah, let's just do that. And I'm like, all right, cool word. That, that sounds good. And I backlipped it within a handful of tries and, and it just worked out. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Fuck. Like, you know, breath of fresh air. Like this worked out, like we're done. We can leave. And he's like, Hey man, like, what do you think about like back over crook maybe? And I'm like, dude, what? Like, dude, no way. Like, but it's hard to say no, you know? <laughs> and so like, I was like, all right, maybe I'll just try like one or two. And if I lock in and, and it feels like it could work and like, yeah, maybe we'll just try it. And yeah, so I like, I think I grinded like the first, like maybe like two or three, like all the way to the bottom. And I was like, all right, cool. I like, get, yeah, maybe this actually could work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom of the rail though, especially for like a back lip or like a back overcook, the way that the landing is, there's like a flower, like a garden or something right there, you know? So like the sidewalk kind of curves. So you almost kind of have to gap over like a little bit, a little bit more, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, with the back overcook, I think the first one I stuck, I like clipped my wheel on the edge of the sidewalk so i just like you know got rocked from that and then um and then yeah maybe like a few more i landed it but i landed it like all crazy like kind of squirrely and it's like one of those things too where like at least for me and my experience and working on video parts if i have to go back and like re-watch the clip like every once in a while you'll get the like oh yeah no like it it felt kind of shitty but then maybe it turned out good in the footage you know and so mm-hmm. you're like oh all right well we'll just roll with that but then also sometimes too, you got to rewatch the clip. You're like, oh, I don't know. Like, should I redo it? And if, if there's like a hesitation, like they're like, eh, then it's like, all right, you might as well just do it. You know what I mean? Or like, just try. And so, yeah, that was one of those situations where like, I think I just like, I like did it kind of shitty. And then, um, luckily, yeah, it worked out and just like rolled away clean and it was good. But I can't really think of too many times like where I've like, you know, called myself out and just been like, oh, no, no, no. Like, let's just try that again. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Okay. So that's a skate park thing for you. Cause you just be rifling shit off for days. Yeah. Or if it's like a, maybe like a smaller, like, like more tech rail or something like that, where you're like not as scared and you you know what I mean? You can kind of like play with it until it works. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it's like a bigger rail or like a bigger gap or something like that, like, yeah, if you land it like good enough for a video part, then that's fine with me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. You claimed old shoes, new grip is the best combo in a mob video. We just want to pull the room real quick. Is that an insane take or not? And Ants, if you have an opinion, <laughs> you can chime in as well. This is a safer question. I, I tend to agree. Well, it depends. Like, how many boards you ride per pair of uh, shoes? Like two or three? Well, I don't know. It depends on like, especially over here, like on the East Coast. You know what I mean? Like, you could you could go through a board in one spot. You know, with <laughs> yeah. everything like being like super crusty or whatever. But I feel like on average, like a like per pair of shoes like yeah maybe like sometimes like three or four boards or like you know something i'd I'd say between like two and four boards you know yeah i'm not a huge fan of new boards and new shoes at the same time it's fucking tough like you obviously have to do it but worst anytime after the first first (laughs) board the shoes are good man yeah no i'm like you know i think just like new shoes or the old board like the shoes are all stiff out the box and stuff like that and then like the board feels all like soggy and stuff so you're just like nah like that's 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 gotta be the worst that's the worst but like yeah but like new shoes new board like it sucks for like the first like couple hours of the session but then like you just skate flat ground or whatever and like actually dude there's this one time back to that barcelona trip i was talking about john alley went on that trip and before we left la we're all kind of like packing up the van and like getting everything together and he had a brand new pair of shoes that he was going to bring with him and he literally like pulled out a grinder and like grinded the the vulcanized part of the sole down to where they were like already as if you were skated he'd already skated them you know (laughs) and it's just like yeah i mean i don't know i just i just like i can't stand like the new shoes old board so it's either like you know old shoes new board or new shoes new board 
Oh, new shoes, old board is like uh, yeah. illegal, man. It's bordering <laughs> yeah. the lines of illegal. Like that's unheard of. Yeah, no, that's rough. Yeah, I'm a new shoes, new board guy because as soon as you hit that moment where they both feel comfortable, I feel like that's the best feeling. For sure. As opposed to new shoes. But maybe we should make an Instagram poll. I'm just curious because when I saw that in the <laughs> mob video, I was like, wait, that, I guess it's not the worst, but I don't think it's the best. Dude, especially on trips, like if you're on a trip where you're not really going to skate parks that often, it's like once you break in a pair of shoes that feel just like proper you know what i mean they feel like like you just want them to last exactly like that for as long as you can yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like dude that's that's like the best but then as soon as you have to like break in a new pair of shoes like skating street or something like that it's just like oh no that's yeah that's rough you know no. what i mean for sure yeah. but i just feel like with shoes they get dusty and then i just want to i want to re-up both at the same time for whatever reason like i don't for sure sometimes i feel like by the time you're on your second board or third board like you should probably change the shoes too i'd rather just start <laughs> fresh with both yeah, yeah it's kind of it's kind of like where i am right now like my shoes are definitely pretty dusty but it's just like one of those things too where it's like ah, like i don't know you pull a brand new pair of shoes out the box and you put them on they're just like dude it's like sometimes they just feel like bricks on your feet and you're just like <laughs> man you know it's gonna be like you just kind of have to go to the park or like whatever like just expecting like the first like hour or two of the session just to kind of like I don't know, just be like, Pain. whatever, like, dude, fucking mystery box. Like, you don't know what you're going to get, you know? Oh, yeah. get some air feet on dude, your no you, warm-up nolly. For dude, sure. you go to do, like, a kick flip on flat ground, or, like, a backside flip on flat ground, and you just get, like, the front foot impossible. Like, oh, the shinner? Yeah. Triple oh, yeah. shinners, dude, yeah. It's like, oh, man, we can, yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> uh, 100%. We love blue-collar skaters around these parts at the bunt. In this day and age, it's common to have a side gig on top of skating for a living, but... You're one of the most talented dudes out there, so in my opinion, it's a travesty. You have to have a side job, but uh, can you tell us about your your working full-time these days? What's your day-to-day -day looking like? Yeah, basically just have been doing like this whole like boat detailing and restoration thing for a while, and so it's basically just like, you know, polishing boats out to like make them look new again and washing them or whatever, maintaining them and things like that, and I've been doing that for a while, pretty much like through every video part i've ever filmed like you know for like an actual company you know what i mean like the first like zero part or whatever and then yeah just recently like over the past like year and a half or so i kind of like started a little small business out of it Sick. and so it's kind of it's kind of one of those things where like i have to really have like an advanced notice if i'm about to go on a trip or something like that to kind of like work it into my schedule but i've just never yeah i don't know i guess like i don't i mean it's all it all comes down to like what you put in you know to skating it for like what you get out of it you know but like i've never had the like opportunity to to really fully live off skating you know mm -hmm. and also mm -hmm. at the same time i feel like i feel like the way that the skateboarding industry operates it's like dude you you can't i feel like you can't just put full faith into like retiring off skating you know what i mean anything oh, can happen no. so it's like not only the industry but also just like injuries or like whatever you know what i mean so i feel like it's really important to to just kind of have like a fallback plan like you said and, and yeah just i don't know i've been thankful to kind of like especially be able to work for myself now you know and just kind of do my own thing and make my own schedule and you know kind of like you know just playing around that with skating especially if i'm like working on a project or something like that you know mm -hmm. dude that's amazing how old are you now uh 30 bro that's proper that's, man yeah. very impressive really 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 sick especially considering the level of skating you maintain and the parts you put out that's uh hats off to you man 
Oh man, I I appreciate it for sure. And I mean, that's why that just got it like goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, you just want to try to feel your best and and do your best. And I feel like if you feel like shit, it's it's harder for you to to you know skate your best and things like that. You know what I mean? So I don't know. You just try to you have to find that balance. You know, hundred percent, man. Of course, uh, America. The chief, man. Give this man a raise, man. Are you kidding me? This guy's fucking on another level. Oh, man. Like I said, you get out what you put in, you know? So it's like sometimes <laughs> with work and shit like that, like, you know, I might miss a couple trips or like, you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll say I'll say for sure, like this past year, it's been like a, sl- it's been like a slower year as far as like filming and shit, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. you know, you got to just try your best is all you can do. 100%, man. Can you take us behind the scenes on your jumbo kickflip over the pillar down that fat double set? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that spot's at uh, North Carolina State University in Raleigh, and Raleigh, North Carolina. And um, yeah, basically, I think I think I got the idea, and I was kind of like talking about it with John Evans, and we were working on like a, we were working on filming and stuff like that. And uh, we went to go look at it one day, just to kind of like you know check it out and just see if, like how I felt about it or whatever, if it's like doable. And, um, once we, once we kind of like locked it in and, and kind of like made the decision that we were going to try it, I had to go Bondo this crack. There's like this pretty, it's like one of those like pretty like bigger cracks or whatever, like right where you pop. So I had to go Bondo that. And it was kind of crazy. Cause like the day that I went to go Bondo it, it was just about to rain. Like it was like one of those like summertime thunderstorms was about oh. to like roll in or whatever, like just straight up downpour. And, uh, so I'm like trying to hustle up and like pour this Bondo, like get it all smoothed out and whatnot. And like, it's kind of the spot itself is like kind of in a part of the campus where it's kind of tucked away. Like there's not a lot of people walking around. There's not a lot of cars driving around, but for whatever reason, I'm pouring this Bondo like mid, like mid pour and a, a fucking cop like pulls around the corner out of nowhere. It's like a campus, oh, yeah. campus cop or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm like stressed and I'm like, like take my shirt off real quick and try to like wipe the bondo up and like you know just just kind of hide everything you know what i mean and like the lady gets out of her car and it's like two it's like two cops and um it's like this lady cop and she's like oh no 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 like what are you doing what are you doing and just immediately gets hostile like right out the gate Mm -hmm. and i was like oh nothing like yeah it's like just try to come up with like some bullshit excuse like out the gate just like oh no it's like a it's like a trip hazard or whatever so we were trying to like fix the crack or whatever and just like try to make up something off the top of our head and uh yeah. she like she she could smell it though she said that she could smell it from like where her car was parked in the parking lot and so she thought that it smelled like spray paint and we were like doing graffiti oh. up there or something like that and so uh yeah she like walks up to the top of the stairs and she like saw what we were doing and i explained to her like you know once this stuff dries like you can just like chip it right out like it's not permanent da 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 and eventually she like she like kind of calmed down and she's like all right well, well as long as you can like you know remove it or whatever then like it's fine like i won't you know we won't like press charges or nothing like that i'm like all right like cool whatever so it starts to rain and we all leave and then we came back the next weekend and at that point in time i was like driving back and forth like just weekend trips to raleigh from like virginia beach yeah. and um yeah we came back like the, the following weekend and the bondo's still there or whatever and um dude yeah i don't know i was like kind of stressing and uh was just like warming up skating flat ground or whatever and then like the first one that i tried it's just kind of crazy because like whenever you're rolling up to it the only thing that you can see is like the pillar like the top of the pillar oh, you can't see more. you can't see like the tin stair on like the other side you know what i mean yeah. i think it's like a four it's a four flat ten with a pillar Jesus. in the middle <laughs> and so uh yeah the first one that i tried i i went like too slow and i almost like clipped the last stair like whenever i bailed like with my feet and then the next try the second try 
um, I went way too fast. Like I was like cooking it like way too fast. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the third one, like, dude, I don't know, like lo and behold, like got super lucky and just like landed the third one, like kind of like a blackout situation where you just like, yeah. you don't, even, I don't even like remember it. And like in the clip, you can kind of see like, like the fisheye clip, especially like I kind of almost caught it like primo almost like it was like almost yeah, over rotating. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, you just fucking blackout, like roll away. And just like, it's like a brick, it's like a skinny, like brick path. Like once you land, like you roll down this path, and it's like somehow like rolled down the whole path instead of like rolling into the grass or something. That's the best. And it was like, dude, it was, yeah, it was like perfect case scenario. I couldn't believe it. I was randomly but, rewatching uh, Nike, nothing but the truth. <clears throat> it just popped on on YouTube Dan Murphy. automatically. Dan Murphy, Ollie, <laughs> that shit. Dude, you set it off for sure. Yeah. Wait, did you guys come up in the same area? Because now I'm thinking there's a bunch of spots. I feel like he. He switched Ollie that super long big three that you frontside flipped. No, yeah. So the so basically like where I'm from in Virginia Beach, like there's not that many spots at all. So especially if you're trying to like work on a video part or like some type of project, it's it's like hard to be productive like around the area that I live. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I would always drive to either Raleigh, um, which is like three like three and a half hours away, or like Greensboro, which is where Jevons lives, and that's like four hours away. So but between like the three cities, like greensboro charlotte and raleigh like there's dude every single city is like loaded with spots and so it's like not too far away from like where i live so i could like work monday through thursday and then like take off friday and then like skate friday saturday sunday and then like go back to work on monday and but because it's like close it's like close enough to like drive there you know beast man getting it done dude loaded north carolina in general is just like completely loaded like sinclair like dude mike sinclair like he's from north carolina and like you know, he's obviously, like, the team manager of, like, a few brands, and he always brings, like, a lot of his teams, like, through there and stuff like that. So it's been cool to, like, see. I mean, I think North Carolina in general has, like, a pretty long history in skating, but it's just cool to see, like, you know, it's constantly being progressed and stuff like that, and you always, like, see spots, especially if you've, like, been to them, and then you see, like, what other people do. You're, like, you, like, understand how gnarly that really is or something, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. So it's, Some of those spots, like the pillar one and shit, like, when – Murphy Ollie is it? It's like I have no idea what that probably looks like from the top, but I'm sure it's terrifying compared to <laughs> like what people imagine. Dude, absolutely. I can definitely tell you that I was like terrified. Actually, man, I don't know. There's like another part of that story where like beforehand I'm like chilling in the car and we like just pull up and like you know whenever you like you know you're about to try a trick and you start getting like the bubble guts. <laughs> and you're all you're all just like, oh fuck, man, like alright, whatever. So I had to like go like take the car to like a jamie john's or like some type of like fast food spot or whatever and just like dude like blew blew that bathroom up or whatever and then like came back <laughs> and like i don't know but you gotta you gotta take care of that or else you know what i mean hundo p <laughs> <laughs> and uh massive shout out to mike sinclair who absolutely 100 percent uh, legend ultra legend big props <laughs> <laughs> at this point you know bunt history i feel like it's almost mandatory can we get a a chief story for the people man (laughs) oh man i don't know chief's the man first and foremost that dude's helped me out like more than anyone i can think of but uh i guess a kind of a funny one i guess i hope he he doesn't get bummed but uh (laughs) (laughs) dude we're on this uh zero canada trip actually um, it was only like a, it was only a few of us though. I think it was like me, uh, JS Lapierre, 
shout out JS. That dude's a legend. Yep. Um, Jamie, obviously. I want to say, oh man, I want to say Tommy, but I can't remember. I think I think Tommy was there too. Anyways, we we were in um I think we were in Calgary at this like little I think it was like Medicine Hat or something like that, and it was like this like skate it's like skate ranch like summer camp thing or whatever, and um we were in like the the main hall like wherever like you know like the cafeterias and like all that kind of stuff or whatever, and uh, there's this dude that was like I guess just like you know every once in a while especially with like people like Jamie that like there's fans like all over the place and so there's this dude that walked up to him and he's like hey man like would you be down to like arm wrestle. Like just like out of nowhere, and it's like he's like, "Oh, all right, yeah, dude." And uh, I got I got this video on the on my phone of, of like they like arm wrestle, and this dude's like this dude's like pretty jacked, so it was like gonna be like a pretty even match, you know what I mean? And like the dude, they they like go to set up the arm wrestle or whatever, and like someone's like holding the top of the hands or whatever, like all right on three, like whatever, like and they're like on three like they both just like go at it and no one's moving like neither one's moving <laughs> and it's like oh shit like this is like this is gonna be a good battle or whatever everyone's like all crowded around and shit and uh dude yeah like seriously like they're just sitting in the same spot but then he eventually gets to the point where like jamie's like out of his like, like damn near like falling out of his seat and stuff to like try to like use his body weight to like <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like you can hear in the clip, I'm like, damn, like, this dude's, like, falling out of his chair, like, something like that. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> we need this clip. And then, dude, like, he's like, nah, it's just, like, it's not going to go anywhere. Like, it's not, like, no one, like, they weren't moving at all. So it was, like, yeah. the, the battle wasn't going anywhere at all. And, like, dude, it was just the most, like, hilarious shit ever. Damn but, uh, mate, man. Love that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was just, like, that was, like, kind of a funny, like, a funny time. That was, like, a super good trip, though, dude, like, going through Canada and all that. That was incredible. Hell yeah. Chief, the chief. He's just like the type of dude who like he just has con- like he can like take control of like any situation at all like no matter like Oh yeah. I remember at the one of the glory challenges the street day he just came and all of a sudden he was just running the show. Remember that Dono? It was like <laughs> Oh yeah. It was the long ollie day and he was just like like directing traffic and just like dude. It was so sick. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. And then plus too, like on that trip earlier that I was talking about, like the 35 day like summer trip, like dude, just yeah, drive. Like I mean, obviously you guys have heard these stories and stuff in the past from like you know different zero riders over time, and uh, it's like dude, you you drive from like one city and it's like oh yeah, fuck it, Let's just like mob it all the way to like wherever the next stop is, and like you get there at, like four in the morning or like you know sleep in the van or like whatever you have to do like you know we have like all like are in the hotel room and stuff like that like just piled in the hotel room or whatever and it's just like he's just down for the mission dude like that's exactly like kind of what it is like no matter what like denobbing a spot or like you know driving out of the way to like go to a spot that like he specifically wants to skate because it's like you know perfect for a trick or whatever but like yeah i don't know he's a make it happen type of guy man we gotta catch up with the chief again it's been too long yeah real shit one of the yeah, best and yeah. Jamie holler at us man yeah. we're, we're due for a chat the best all right can you tell us about the apple incident oh man <laughs> oh man i forgot about this one um yeah so basically i was staying at the team manager so the team manager is zero kurt shout out kurt he lived with dane they had an apartment so it was like him and dane berman and uh we're all just chilling i think gabriel's gabriel summers is in town too so we're all just like chilling in the living room like watching skate videos and stuff and i skated to this uh grocery store it's like a albertson's like right down the hill from their house mm-hmm. and uh basically like yeah just bought some snacks like whatever bought some fruit or whatever 
and it came back and I was like just sitting here chilling like eat like just eating this apple and like I, I don't even know what happened but I guess I like dude I like took took a bite of this apple and like just like accidentally like swallowed like a chunk of this apple and it got like lodged in my throat and like any time that I tried I was like I was like all right whatever like I'm just gonna like you know wash it down with like a soda or whatever and like anytime I'll try to like wash it down whatever like like the, I think I was like a coca-cola and like it would just sit on top of it and I would like cough it back up uh-huh. or like I was like I would have to like get it and dude it was like the sketchiest thing and I was like like kind of like went back in the living room where everybody was and I was like yo dude like like, I'm not trying to, like, make it a big deal, but, like, kind of freaking out. Like, <laughs> yeah, and they were like, not a big like, deal, but I'm choking. <laughs> yeah, well, I could, like, breathe and stuff. That was, like, that was, like, whatever, you know what I mean? But, like, dude, like, they're like, dude, it's a, it's a fucking apple. Like, it'll, like, you know, dissolve or whatever. Like, you'll be fine. And then, dude, obviously, like, dude, the worst thing that you could probably do, which is what I did, you fucking, like, go on Google and you go, and, oh, like, WebMD or whatever, and you like try to type oh, in like your no. situation, and, then, and obviously like it's like oh, you could like, yeah. dude, like if you like throw up and like you can't throw up, then like you can like rupture your esophagus, like just some crazy ass like story like yeah. that, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so eventually I like got to the point where I was like, dude, I'm just gonna go to the hospital. Like I don't know, it's like sketchy as hell. And so yeah. yeah, I took I took Kurt's truck to the hot like the closest hospital, and I'm like I tell the they like check me in or whatever, and like tell them like hey, I don't know whatever, just like got this like chunk of apple like that won't pass like and they're like all right yeah cool well like whatever just go back and wait and we'll call you back and i'm like all right cool so then i'm like youtubing like all these videos of like i guess obviously it's like a common thing for people to like choke on steak and stuff yeah and so like dude there's this video that i watched and like they had this like technique or whatever and i and i did that and it passed and i was like holy shit like i'm good i got like what the fuck and i just left i just like left the hot didn't say anything to anybody (laughs) just like bounced and then yeah basically like after I came back, they're like, dude, you fucking, like, really went to the hospital, man? Like, like just giving me a bunch of shit for it. And, like, ever since then, it's just, like, the ongoing, like, every once in a while type of thing. Like, oh, yeah, like, don't buy it. Don't take, like, too big of a bite of the apple or, like, whatever. <laughs> just like, some dumb shit, you know what I mean? Just, like, classic. Dude, all right, whatever, man. Like, just beat it. They just, like, beat that joke to death, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, better That's safe funny. than sorry, man. But, yeah, Googling shit is the worst, man. You, you dude, gotta know better. terrible. <laughs> Yeah, you just like We've all done it. I don't know, like yeah, you just like Google like something like super minor and then it's like trying to tell you that you did I don't know, like just some hectic hectic You're situation dying. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, dude, something crazy. Uh so man, what's next for Chris Weimer, man? What do you what do you got in the works? Dude, just trying to stay productive as possible. I mean that's like really the only thing. Just like I don't know, like the weather's cold here right now. And so, um yeah, hopefully like whenever the weather warms back up to spring and summer and fall. Like, just, I'll be busy with work slash, you know, focus on skating and, yeah, I don't know, same old thing. Just try to, like, grow this business and keep skating and maintain good relationships with my sponsors and stuff and hopefully, uh, yeah, start working on another on another video part. Hell yeah, bro. What's up, big dog? Good news for everyone if you're dropping video parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some East Coast shit, too, eh? Let's go. Trying to keep it moving, man. I got some ideas for sure, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Hell yeah. Yo, 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 it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week we brought to you by the one and only Venture Trucks. Looking to make your trucks looser out the gates? Venture Trucks got you with their loose truck conversion kits. Loosen up your setup with the custom shorter top bushings to give your trucks more room to skate loose. 
made with that OG Venture Green Premium 90 Durometer. Your local Venture dealers got them. And if you're in need of any Venture goods, make sure you hit up Crushed, Push, Blue Tile, Shred Shop, Tiki Room, Slappies, Dogwood, or Brooklyn Projects. Venture Trucks, Deggy. We Lucy out here. All right, Chris, you know what time it is. A little rapid fire. You know what I'm saying? I hope you got your, your gun fully loaded today, man. <laughs> oh, man, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Favorite skater? Say Figgy. Favorite video? Baker 3. Favorite video part? John Dixon, green. Favorite style? John Alley. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? <laughs> Probably John Alley. <laughs> Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. Oh, man, like, <laughs> P-Rod, Ishod, for sure. Dude, actually, a quick little story about Ishod. I went to Philly one time, the first time I ever went, and I went with my homie Stephen Mullen, and uh, we met up with Ishod and Ann Travis and a couple of the Philly homies, like, locally, and um, we were at this square rail. I think it was called, like, dorm rail or something like that. I don't know if it's still there or not, but it was, like, this fat square rail. We, when we got there, he tried. He was trying to kick up crook. Like I shot, was trying to kick up crook, and um, he just kind of kept getting like like missing his flick or something, or like not really getting a good flick, and just kind of like he would set it in and then jump off or whatever. And basically, it got to the point where he just like was over it, freaked out, like like stomped his board or something like that. And then we go the whole like next like three or four days that we we're in Philly, and basically like since he had no, he had no more boards, so he like took off like uh, the trucks and wheels of like a cruiser board. And then put his street trucks and wheels on that and was just fucking like ripping that thing around like the whole time, like just doing the gnarliest things on like a shaped like cruiser board or whatever. And then he finally gets a box of boards in and uh, sets up a board. We go back to that dorm rail again and he's like doing the same thing again, like kind of like like missing missing his flick sometimes or whatever, or like not really getting a good flick or like, you know, tapping it in and like jumping out of it or whatever. Mm. And then out of nowhere, he like throws down. This is the craziest shit I've ever seen. He like throws his board down and he stops like halfway down the run up. He's like, oh, dude, like I know what I've been doing this whole time. Like I've been, all right, I got it, I got it. Walks back to the run up, throws his board down again, kickflip crooks at first try, like like perfectly that try. Damn. And then he does it, and then he does it like two or three more times in a row and didn't <laughs> miss any of them. So he did like four in a row. Wow. And I was like, dude, like that, that's like a clear indication of like that dude truly understands Jeez. like what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? What was he doing wrong? Did he say? Yeah. No, I don't know. He just, yeah, he just figured it out. I don't know. That's so <laughs> like, sick. Yeah, it's crazy. And then so, yeah, I'd, I'd say like P-Rod, Ishod, and then um, even like Miles Silva's even like that dude, even like watching like his B-sides of, of like different parts he's come out with and stuff like that and yeah. like just kind of seeing how he like operates you know it's like his raw shit dude is crazy. that dude is like that dude is like he's got shit like fine-tuned you know what i'm saying bro his raw shit made me appreciate his skating way more because it was one of those ones where it was like oh he's human he he can bleed too dude like, yeah he makes it look too easy <laughs> absolutely well yeah. dude he's like i mean like there's there's certain people in skating where like i don't know it might be kind of corny to say but like there's certain people in skating that are like damn near like athletes you know what i'm saying where they like train to to be on point you know what i'm saying bro have you seen yourself yeah. this guy's talking nah. about like he's not in <laughs> have, nah. have you seen your own instagram dude. stories i always watch those and i'm like for fuck's sakes it must be nice dude there's times for sure like where i'll be on a session with like dude i don't even know like i can't really think of someone off the top of my head but like i'll damn near just like 
sit down and I'll be like, dude, like I'll just sit down and watch. Cause it's like <laughs> so incredible to watch. You know what I mean? And I feel like I don't think I've ever, I've never skated with miles before, but like, dude, that dude is like a straight up, like he's dialed in. You know what I mean? It's funny hearing you say that though. Cause when I met you in Montreal at am getting paid and like watched you skate, that's what I thought about you. I was like, this guy's built to skate. Like your frame <laughs> is like, it just looks like you got the wide stance. Like, I don't know. It just, you look like you're meant to skate like pure athletic skate bod, but I appreciate it's that. It's funny that you're talking about that, about other people. And like, that's what exactly what I thought about you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. At the end, <clears throat> at the end of the day, like you are your own worst critic, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not, I'll probably, I'm definitely not going to see myself like that the same way that i would like watch somebody else skate and like kind of you know what i mean mm-hmm. um oh yeah i forgot this was rapid fire all right <laughs> yeah my bad <laughs> that's, all, that's all good favorite trick flat ground kickflip hardest trick for you back threes and switch trays oh hell no you ain't got a switch <laughs> tray though. oh i mean i can do i can i can muscle someone flat ground but dude that's like one of those tricks i've like fully written off of ever trying to like do it down something <laughs> same with back threes dude i have that da- i have back three like my local park set like one time ever in my life and then i just never been able to figure it out Bro, your local park looks like the best yeah. skate park in the world <laughs> <laughs> dude i've seen you do switch i've seen you do like all four trays on instagram i feel like yeah that's what i'm saying like flat ground like dude i'd be i'd be grateful if i could like film like a switch tray on flat ground and like a line you know what i mean all right i'll keep my eye out next part you got <laughs> yeah. that most illegal trick Late shoves, I'd say. Late shoves are pretty rough. Yeah. 360 shove it. Yeah. So whenever you're, whenever you're like playing a game of skate with somebody or something like that, and like you do an impossible, and like especially if you wrap it, and then they're like, oh, like was that a three shove or an impossible, or vice versa, if they set like a three shove, and they're like, I'm like, was that do you want three shove or impossible? And they're like, oh, either one. I'm like, well, they're two different tricks, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, I'd say like, I'd say like late shoves or like like 360 shove. It's like I don't know, late shove or like a bump to bar, especially. It's like kind of like oh yeah i don't have any other options for a bump to bar so i'm just gonna like cop out <laughs> <laughs> oh shit tell it how it is <laughs> real shit tell it how it is <laughs> but i will say like dude i don't know like it's it's also one of those things too where like depending on the person that does it you know what i mean i think i saw uh um, no, that one that doesn't matter i, I was <laughs> gonna say you for sure just thought of like a friend that did one and you're trying one of to your friends dude nah, nah, not even uh i was it's like uh I, I think it's like that last that last real part that i shot had it's like that back of my bullshit part or whatever oh he does the late he, back dude, shove yeah late shove over that bump to bar yeah yeah dude so i mean i don't know like yeah no you're right that that was but cool. yeah o- overall shot, though like good. yeah like like people get a pass but i feel like overall like, yeah that trick i don't know kind of sucks yeah <laughs> yeah favorite clip you've ever gotten um favorite clip i've ever gotten uh i did a fakey frontside flip down this 12 stair at nc state and um i remember that trick was like a battle like i had to go back maybe like three or four times and like the run-ups all bricks so it's like the bricks are all uneven and stuff like that so it's hard to keep your foot placement like when you throw down and then um and then yeah dude i don't know just want the one that i the one that i caught and landed just felt like the best one out of all the times that i tried it Sick. and like dude i don't know yeah just like jevin's filmed it like he filmed it from like the right angle and stuff it just turned out really cool i, I was really really stoked with that one Sick. worst trend you've been a part of 
maybe back in the day whenever I was real young. I remember, I don't know if this was like a trend or not, but like back like around where I'm from, there was this trend going around for a while where people would just like wear like a, like a fucking like wrist brace. They would just wear like one wrist brace, even though they didn't actually need to like wear it. Like the wrist wasn't actually messed up just because oh it looks sick. Oh my God. Yeah. Just like, uh, Oh no, the Steve Olson. Or, or, uh, I, I ran, dude, shameful, but I, I ran the man bun there for a little oh. while too. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I had like long hair, so I just like tied up like whenever I skated and stuff. Cause like, dude, it, I don't understand how like people with long ass hair skate. Cause like, you just get blinded by everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Definitely ran the man bun there for a little bit. That was yeah, that was pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Love it. Gnarliest trick you ever witnessed? That same session uh, on that that Florida trip that I went on, and I did the kibble front tail on that rail in Gainesville. The mm-hmm. homie Patrick Prayman, he uh, he Bennett grinded that thing in like dude like three or four tries. I feel like it was like really quick. Maybe it was like less than ten tries for sure. I think it was like five tries, like whatever. That was pretty insane. What's the one trick that got away? Oh, I think we might know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, for sure the the Davis gap for sure, by far. That was especially uh, like the last session. Like I don't know, I was fully convinced that like I would have been able to get it that time, but then yeah, I don't know, got away for sure. And then, yeah, also, there's this, like, over rail in L.A. that I think, um, like, Desenzo, like, ollied over the rail into the bank. Herman had the skateboard mat cover, hard flip. Reynolds did frontside flip over it, then fake ollie over a table. And oh, that yeah, chicken yeah, bone, yeah. now it's yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I tried to, I, yeah, yeah, which, dude, that's insane. I tried to front heel over that, like, four different, four different trips. And pretty much like every single one that I tried to la- like try to stick, I would just get parked, like wheel bite immediately, just like get like rocked, you know what I mean? And then um, and then yeah, like, after I finally gave up on that, maybe like a year later or something like that, I think like Jocelyn did it like in a real street or something like that. Oh, yeah. damn! I was <laughs> so just gonna was like, say uh, you gotta finish that. Agony. But like when he does a trick, I'm not even trying to hate. It's just like you're already desensitized halfway through his part to that shit where like where if you did that i feel like it would have stuck in my brain like i actually completely forgot he did that and i've probably (laughs) definitely seen the clip yeah nah and plus two it was like one of those it was like another one of those sessions where like dude your legs are just dust they're all shaky and stuff like that so uh, even if you did stick a good one you know what i mean like i don't even think that i would have had like the strength to like roll away you know Mm -hmm. but yeah i got i got parked trying to get that one like four different trips and i was like all right fuck i'm over that one you know just wrote it off yeah, respect on uh, holding down the front heels when you got that front side flip of pain. It's a nice, uh, <laughs> nice extra spice in the part. James Brockman. James Brockman has one of the best front heels I've ever seen. They flip so fast, dude. So that's like the one thing that I wish I could do is like heel flip good. Like I can't. I, I don't know. My heel flips are weak as hell. <laughs> like just a straight heel flip. Like I don't know. I don't believe you, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Last new trick you learned. A week ago or something like that i was at the local park and uh did a very heel flip crook on a ledge yeah it's <laughs> so like very, dude i forget the dude's name some pride yeah i think he's i want to say this dude's from montreal too like xander um yeah dude he's xander got that Mitchell. trick dude he's got that trick so yeah, good automatic yo p-rod yeah. is loki the king well actually he does on the back nose grind but he's done it to crook too. But he did a yeah. aerial heel back nose grind, balanced nollie heel out dude, in that Nike. <laughs> unreal. Hey, did you see that on that dude's stories like recently, like the front shove nose grind back when he did yeah. on it, dude. So sick. Nollie back when he like pop out all gnarly. <laughs> the god. Straight up. What's your dream job after skating? 
Uh, I guess I'm doing it. Or like working for myself, just trying to be my own boss. Fuck yeah, you bro. Know? Just beast. make up my own schedule and things like that. But Or like just learning how to like invest my money and stuff like that too, you know? No doubt. Having like your money your money work for you type stuff. But it seems like you're on the right path these days, man. Working for yourself, skating, <laughs> maybe a little investing down the line. Dude, trying, man. I don't know. It's like, it's like kind of scary to think of shit like that when you get older, you know? <laughs> but. Yeah. Welcome to 30s, baby. We out here. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Too quick. You just blink, you know? <laughs> yeah. Favorite local brand? The local shop around here, Skate Supply. The homie Trey Hill runs that, runs that shop. It's a good shop. Hell yeah. Favorite local skater? Probably my homie Matt, Nappy Matt is what we call him. And uh, yeah, that dude, that dude kills it. The good homie. Sick. He rides for that shop skate spot too. All those homies really are, are the shit. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess this sponsor, like at first, man, amazing. Like really good trips, good people that ran the brand and stuff like that. But Dude, Altamont. Oh. Altamont, Altamont clothing. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, at first it was sick. Like, had the team manager, Noel, one of the, dude, shout out to Noel Paris, like one of the best humans in existence for sure. But, uh, yeah, we'd take like a bunch of sick trips. It was a good team. Like, Ryan Lay, Victor Aceves, Jason Salilas, um, just a bunch of people. And, like, yeah, we took good trips and things like that. And then, I guess, over time, you know, just with changes in skating and things like that, like, it just started kind of going downhill different people started working there and it just i don't know it never it just wasn't the same anymore dang man remember when theotis used to give all those boxes man dude the glory days <laughs> dude the early altamont was like the one of the sickest brands for sure but i don't know it's like hard it's hard to say because like i don't know they helped me out but then at the same time like i don't know the brand got pretty shitty pretty quick yeah favorite teammate ever leo romero fuck yeah Man, we missed him, man. Yo, Leo, you got to come to the Bunt Jam this summer, fool. Dude, one of the best. Most, inter- dude, hilarious, constantly entertaining. I don't know, dude's just like a true skate rat for sure. Hey, trying to trying to beat that dude in the game of skate, though, that that, that dude's like the final boss for sure. Really? Like, dude, he's low-key <laughs> tech. Like, that dude's like secret tech for sure. Yeah, like, right, every right, trick. All right, I'm going to challenge him. T-Dot, <laughs> where you at? Dude. Oof. Worst teammate ever. Oh man, I would I would probably have to say Dane Berman, and the reason <laughs> Dane's like the shit now, or he's like he's like he's like a nice dude now, but I feel like the early days of like me riding for zero, like dude, that dude that dude gave me a lot of shit, like a lot of hazing and stuff like that. Like man, I remember this one time, it was like the first zero trip I ever went on. It was like a nine day trip. And my girlfriend picked me up. The last stop that I was on was in Richmond, Virginia. And so she came to pick me up. And uh, I guess, like, she kind of, like, we all hung out for a little while. And, like, she was, like, meeting everybody and stuff like that. And out of nowhere, like, Dane just, like, Houdini, like, just, just like, gone. You know what I mean? Like, nobody knew, like, where Dane went or whatever. So we didn't think anything of it or whatever and just, like, kept going with the, like, just hanging out, whatever. We go to leave. And I'm driving home. And, uh... I'm like telling her all these stories and stuff, just all like hyped up from like my first trip or whatever. And um, I'm like going through this tunnel, like this like tunnel on the way home. And uh, it's a work zone. And because I'm like talking about all these stories and stuff like that, I'm not paying attention. And so I just blow past this work zone, like going like triple the speed limit. I think it was like 35 and I was going like 70 or something like that. And uh, dude, I get pulled over 
And the cop like comes up to my window and he's just like, what the, like, just like immediately, just like right as soon as I rolled my window down, just like yelling in my face, just like, you put all these like workers in danger, da, 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 like this and that. And like, I'm like trying to just like apologize and just like, you know, whatever. And he's like, all right, license registration. I'm like, all right. And I pop my glove box open and there's like a shoe and like the headrest to my chair. Like, like all this random stuff is like been rearranged in my car that I didn't pay attention to. <laughs> and turns out, turns out that like Dane, while we weren't looking, like goes into my car and like rearranges all this shit and then just like doesn't say anything. And then like, it took me to get pulled over with this like heated ass cop, like trying to like, you know, oh, whatever. And just like all my shit's like all over the place. But like, yeah, I don't know. That dude was like straight up terrorizing for a while there, but <laughs> yeah, nah, he's, he's mellower nowadays for sure. But yeah, Dane Berman. Dane, pull up on the oh, pod, sorry. man. We've been trying to get him on pretty much since uh, year one here. Worst company? I'd probably have to just say any company that, like, goes out of business and then tries to come back. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's, like, dude, like, mystery mystery skateboards or, like, that. dude, especially, like, Fallen Footwear. Like, dude, don't get me wrong. Like, a couple of the homies ride for Fallen or whatever, and, like, they're getting taken care of and things. But, like, dude, that brand is just, like, man rough you know what i mean just like kind of like let it die you know what i mean or or if you like buy yeah. it, if you buy the brand back or whatever just like i don't know change it up like don't try to keep it going like what it was because it's not the same you know what i mean well yeah died already oh, for dude, reasons. yeah mystery skateboards falling footwear like i don't know Blueprint. workshop dude it's just never the same like once it tries to like you know be resurrected you know what i'm saying yeah alien yeah. at least I still like. I'm interested to see what they're up to, but no, nah, for I'll, I'll give you that for sure. Especially that dude, uh, Joey O'Brien. Worst trend. Probably when people roll away all emotional and shit from like a trick. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whenever somebody like rolls away from a trick and they just like start like, dude, I don't know, they like grab their head, like grab their hair or whatever, and like push off all great. Like, it's like I don't know. I, I mean, I get it. Especially if it's like a trick that like you worked really hard for or something, but it's just like, dude, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just me. Oh, but. Nah, nah, you, you <laughs> ain't alone, <laughs> dog. That's too That's funny. Wicked. Oh man, funny. I feel like you just like see it more and more. That's like damn near a trend too. Yeah. You know, what I mean? it's like it kind dude, of is. Yeah. yeah, you just like started. You kind of saw it like earlier on with like people like Jeff Rowley and shit like that. They would just kind of push off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like do some flat ground shit or yeah. something, and that was sick. You know, but then I feel like nowadays it's like. All right, dude. You like lip slid a handrail, and then you fucking roll off into the sunset, yeah. all crazy, you know. <laughs> and four homies chase you down the street. Yeah. That's also on the person editing the part. Like sometimes it's like, oh. all right, man, we we fucking get it, dude. For sure, for sure, hundred yeah. percent. Fucking the way Jamie edits some shit. Ryan Smith in Dying to Live. He's giving the man like point three seconds to ride away from every <laughs> clip. Dude, <laughs> rapid fire video part, just like one after the other, just yeah. clip, 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 clip. Yeah, yeah. That was nah, nowadays. That, was like, that part, I swear, that part was like two minutes tops. Nowadays, that'd be like seven minutes, and then oh, like for a days, thirty but, oh, minute buddy. behind the yeah. scenes rough cut. Part hits so hard though, like yeah. just straight to the point. You know, <laughs> I love yeah, rough cuts. Nah, so don't get me wrong. Oh, for sure. But that's that's the thing though. You want to see that in the rough cut, but then like in the video parts, like. All right, like you, you see, like all these video parts coming out nowadays. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just—it seems like it's like all over the place. Yeah. Worst style, dude. Um, 
I'd probably have to just go ahead and throw him under the bus, just Mickey Papa. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Safe as never buddy. met the dude. I'm sure he's a nice dude or something, but man, the style is <laughs> is something. rough, man. I don't know. It's just like the stock, like crazy, like I don't know, like or or just like your typical like LA skater. You know what I mean? That can just do every single trick, no demand, but there's like no style to it at all. Yeah. It's just like, all right. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I'd rather see just like a basic, like, you know, nollie flip down a gap or like a, I don't know, like a kickle back tail or something on a ledge than, than see like a, I don't know, like nollie flip truck, nollie flip, yeah. whatever. Mickey's next level talented, but he does yeah. do that. And, yo, not to put him in the same breath, but Morgan used to do that too, like when he was filming Morgan Smith as parts back in the day. Like sometimes they do a trick and then do it like five times until they got it to that robotic state. Just straight up. But dude, sometimes yeah, it's like nicer to see it with a little bit of natural flow. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of, it's almost one of those things too, where it's like, you know, you see a lot of like contest skaters and stuff like that nowadays that are absolutely incredible at skating. But then it's almost like whenever they go to like film a street part or something, it's, it's like, not only can you kind of see the writing on the wall from like how they compete in contests, mm-hmm. but then it's just like they, they kind of have that like, you know, super polished like contest, you know, like aspect to their skating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's just, I don't know, it's just hard. But I mean, I don't know. It's all, it's all subjective, like whatever, you know. A skater like Ashad's the best because he skates a contest with more of like his street style. He doesn't have Dude. that like robotic contest vibe at all 100 percent, and that's the thing too especially with like you know bringing up eyeshot like that dude you know even when he's skating contests like you don't know what you're gonna get even whenever he films a video part you don't know what you're gonna get you yeah. know what i mean like that dude can just yeah. like straight up do whatever he wants hundos including hit the runway um <laughs> all right last person you want on the sesh uh i'd probably have to say even just like un enthusiastic filmers and stuff like that too like where it's just like i feel like i've for sure filmed with people where they're just there's just like nothing there you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you're like stressing about trying this trick or like you know trying to like figure it out and then they're just like you're like looking for anything you can to like have motivation and then there's just like nothing there like with the filmer just like oh yeah all right you got it it's just like <laughs> fuck dude all right <laughs> Like, damn. You're saying you need your filmer to be a life coach, too, eh? I see you. Dude, not even that. Just, <laughs> dude, we're in this we're in this battle together. You know kidding. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having a cig and a beer. Yeah, dude. He's like, all right, word. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with Chris Weimer, man. Can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Man, it was a pleasure. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me. I'm a big fan. Listen to all the episodes and stuff and really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, man. Fucking long it, overdue. We met, fuck, I don't remember how many years ago in Montreal. You were just a young pup out there. And uh, <laughs> better late than never. Stoked to have you on. Real one. For sure. Hell yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Welcome back to the post office. Brought to you by our good friends over at Dickie Skateboarding. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets. Ain't nobody keep you fitted like Dickies. Ghost, without further ado, who we got up first? You've got mail. Alright, right, first up, we got an email from Nick Frank. Two questions for you boys this week. One, with youngish bucks like Robbie McKinley and Huff passing away and older dudes like Cab and Hawk still killing it, 
Who do you think will hold the record for oldest living pro skater? Uh, bro, how are you gonna come in so nonchalant about that such is a sad things? Question. Like, that's just a wild, wild question. Rest in peace, Robbie McKinley. Huff, always mm-hmm. extremely, extremely sad. Massive loss for the skate world. Um, Robbie McKinley, man. Nolly Shove Crooks back in the Dizzy. Such a G. Mm. Um, and two, you've just been announced as true lords of Westeros. I like where this is going. What are your house colors, sigil, and house words? Example, House Stark is a running gray direwolf on an icy white fiend, and their motto is winter is coming. Wait, what's a f- white fiend? What is that? I don't know, fucking know. Maybe I read that wrong or he spelled it wrong. Anyways, um, winter is coming. Cheers, boys. Loving season 17 and can't wait for season two of House of Dragon. Blood and cheese. Uh, okay, first, who is going to hold... Well, let me put it this way for question number one. As they say, especially when referring to the GOAT Herald Hunter, legends never die. So let's not make this uh, a competition about who's going to live the longest. That question's rubbish, my guy. Uh, So all, all the great skaters, any skater, period, legends never die. Let's keep it going forever, man. I fucking like that. Legends never die. Uh, for number two, here we go. <laughs> True Lords of Westeros. House Colors. Wait, Donald, did you, you know watch that shit? Is. Are you a Game of Thrones nerd like me? I can't remember. Yeah, I watched it all. You did? I wasn't too impressed with the ending. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Real shit. Um, okay, what's your what's your house? So, like the Red Wedding was one of the most, like all-time TV episodes. Oh, hell yeah. Like, that shit was Jesus fun. Christ. Starks were dropping like flies for a little bit there. Um, all right. So, Hell's Colors, blue and white symbol. It's going to be a maple leaf. <laughs> and my house words are Leafs in seven, motherfuckers. Oh, Let's fucking yo. go. You know what season it is. I mean, it's playoff season, this is, baby. This is probably going to come up in the rundown as well, but. <laughs> <laughs> I went to watch game one. I didn't know I was going to watch game no, one. No, 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 no. Don't, don't get into this. David, all right, all right. <laughs> fucking hell. I don't want to talk about game one. Uh, Some guy from fucking Plus Skateboarding in Detroit, Michigan. Middle of the games hitting me, hitting us on the Instagram talking shit about the Leafs. We're literally 15 minutes into game one of the, the first series, for Christ's sake, and he's shitting on the Leafs like he's a Tampa Bay fan. I'm like, when do the Red Wings play? Like, they're already at home, for Christ's sake. People love, we're, we are literally like the Dallas Cowboys, where people love to see it, the downfall of Toronto. Oh, you know? yeah. It's crazy. Um, all right, my house colors, I'm going to go black and orange. Mm-hmm. Orange always been my favorite color. Throw a little black and orange in there. A little Bunt Jam-esque. I like it. Um, sigil. Let's go with... Uh, it's just like a, a nice silhouette of Kobe dunking a basketball. And uh, Should be the NBA silhouette. House words. Legends never die. KB24. KB8 forever. And all the skaters. I like that. I like that. 
That's something we can get behind right there. <laughs> Thank you for the email. Next up, we've got an email from Dan Crick. What up, Beavis and Bunthead? It's your boy, Crick Flip from Sydney, Australia. What are your opinions on a full ABD part by a current pro with a heavy bag of tricks paying homage to the legends of the past at iconic and still skatable spots? And to lighten the mood and throw in some comedy, have the song be It's All Been Done by the Bare Naked Ladies. I think that shit would be popping, yo. Keep up the good work. Beavis and Bunthead. I like that, man. Actually, funny thing about... Uh, Bun head and bun holes and bun wipes. I was in the lunchroom today at uh, work and my boss came up to me and he's like, yo, he's like, you know, when you're listening to a podcast and then like the Apple, like just start another podcast. I was like, yeah, for sure. He's like, so one of yours popped up and I just started listening to your podcast. He's like, why on earth would you call your fans bunt holes and bunt wipes? <laughs> I was like, they named themselves that, man. They did it to themselves. Well, one we person just, did, here and for now it. it caught on, and we love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's so funny. But, but that's uh. you know, just in the same uh, vein. Um, my key grip at work, fucking, it's happened twice to him now, where he's taking a nap and like listening to whatever, like whatever podcast he listens to, and woken up to me and you in his ear and his confusion is he's just like yo i just wake up half of, half asleep and hearing your voice like so confused but that's that's pretty awesome that uh our bosses be listening to the pod abd full part by a pro paying homage to the legends why not man i mean it's an interesting take but and there was no actual question in that email but <laughs> All right, we're here for it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, I don't need that in my life at all. Like, zero interest in that idea. Negative interest, man. That's... Oh, fuck. Wait, do you really want to see that? Like, what the, what the hell is I mean, the I point? barely watch any of the new parts that come out anyway, so... <laughs> the odds of me watching it are very slim. People like to do the... Redo the parts in video games. That's fine. Have fun with that, but yeah. I don't need to see, especially like if someone's like doing some hella hard shit and like you're stressing trying to redo a bunch of shit that you know has been done. Like, what the fuck's the point? I'm not into that one. This guy might have been off the medicinal, bro. Yeah. Thanks for the email, though. Next up, we got an email from JC Johnson. What's good, Safe Adonal and Ants? I've always wondered. Why style is not appreciated in sports culture the way it is in skateboarding? Every skater has an answer when you ask which skater has their favorite style, but the average NBA fan might not always think about Steez when discussing their favorite players. That being said, it's time for a quick rapid fire NBA edition. Same principles apply, just with NBA players instead of skaters. For example, Paul George definitely has my favorite style, and I think LaMelo Ball has the fakest style fakest steez in the league homie tries way too hard to look lackadaisical anyway you know what time it is favorite style okay i'll i'll do you first donald nba favorite just current players let's just just current players. no we could do past players too favorite okay. style i might not need to i'd say maybe shade gilgis alexander Ooh. So you're talking about his Smooth game criminal. or his 
his dressing because he's also it's a whole thing yeah it's a whole package yeah okay i like that that's a really good answer uh least Mm. favorite style least favorite style uh dylan brooks (laughs) fucking big loser and then fakest these fakest this would have been easier to answer before, but I've I've really liked him so far in the playoffs. But Russ Westbrook lately, fake He's got terrible kits, man. All of it. Oh, he like tries too hard. I mean, he's been doing that for years. Yeah. Um, but right. yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just say address the, the a previous part of the email. I don't agree i don't really agree like what do you think donald i don't agree that people don't appreciate style in other sports like the reason we pick our favorite players a lot of times like for me i actually really agree with the paul george take i've said ever since kobe retired my favorite jump shot and aesthetically like paul george has my favorite jump shot now and his game is just so smooth he's got like the illestees as a basketball player like sure people don't like some of the shit he says off the court in the past couple years or whatever but that's always factored in when i'm picking favorite players in a league it's because i like watching their game like i don't i love Giannis off the court his story is incredible but i don't like his mechanical bully game and that's his style to me Mm -hmm. so i like i'm sure it's the same with you and hockey players right like when we pick favorite wide receivers like yeah. It's the personality we have different and choices it's, it's yeah. like yo Devonte adams pierce d fucking mm-hmm. stefan diggs hop like so steezy he's got those like fucking superhero like weird bow legs like he just looks like mm-hmm. spider-man or some shit um so I, I don't really agree with the like style doesn't apply it doesn't apply when you're drafting that's for damn sure like you're just looking for talent right but but as yeah. far as fans I think we pick based on style. Ooh, honorable mention could be Mello. Oh my God, I, I love me some Mello. I, I miss his jump shot. Beautiful jump shot. Yeah. Like you knew. Okay, it was you're him. up. Okay. <clears throat> Favorite style. <laughs> well, I kind of already said it, but Paul George, my my favorite game these days. Least favorite style. Um, it's kind of a cop out to just pick a fucking. Ophi center, but Rudy Gobert, man. God damn. Dude, I was going to say that, and I... But the problem is that we've actually... We've loved him for so long in fantasy. He's been so good I know, but us. dog, ever but since also, the like, pandemic... But also, like, honorable mention, fucking Towns, too, man. Oh Cat is fucking brutish-looking, yeah. too. But Rudy, um, ever since the pandemic, like, he's just... Can't get out of bro, his own way. He shut the world down. He can't get out of his own way as far as, like, just... Remember back when he was, like, such a fantasy stud? Like, he, yeah. he was just... Like lunch pail, go to work, get you a double double, two to five blocks, blocks in fantasy, oh. and you never really heard much about him off the court. But ever since yeah. then, man, this guy is like, everyone hates him. His teammate, he's punching teammates and shit. Like, what the fuck? Uh, but I had to go touching all those microphones, but man. Off the court aside, just his style, like his classic big man, always wanting more touches. When this guy actually does try to put the ball on the floor and like do some sort of like hook shot or fucking any sort of offensive game that's not a lob it's just horrible to watch man he's crying about shit like actually crying yeah uh last one fakest steez fakest steez 
you know who kind of annoys me? Their mannerisms annoy the shit out of me. Donovan Mitchell. Like, he just has something. Oh. Like, dog, next time you watch him play, like, he just does all these little tinking things. You know how, like, skaters do, like, that little, like, power slidey thing that me and you always laugh at? Yeah. He does the equivalent of that in basketball, I find. Like, just little things after a bucket, like, running back down the other way. Like, little tinking things where he's feeling nice that just, like, rub me the wrong way. But all in all, I, I like him, but I'll give him fake his style. You know whose style I also like? Jalen Brunson, man. <laughs> Not me. It's too boring for me. Big fan. Yeah. Big fan. That's a fun email. Thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, we've got an email from Bradley Moat. What's up, lads? Big respect to the Ghost and D Jones. This season is a barn burner, you dig? Thanks for everything you guys do. Love the pod. Keeps me sane in this mad world. I got two questions for y'all. What do y'all miss from the early 2000s era skating-wise? Mine's definitely the more wooden or metal parks and, ha- and how they flowed. Also liked getting Transworld or Thrasher, seeing who got the cover each month and who did what. It would confirm rumors in the streets if a pro did something and there was a special hype. I miss those simpler times for sure with no YouTube. Second question, I know you guys are waiting for the next season of Top Boy. We do it for the foods, bruv. So if you could pick any pro skater to appear on the series, who would you pick? I could see your boy Bobby DeKaiser coming in from Canada to sort the fools out. (laughs) P.S. If I ever get a switch tray, I'll send the clip. Take it easy, bruvs. Brad from Northampton, UK. Bro. First of all, Bobby has got to be the last person who would ever appear on Top Boy. That's just hilarious. But honestly, though, when he had his when he has his shaved head, like he looks. I saw him the other day, and he has like long hair right now. Uh, so he like is much like softer and more approachable looking. But when he has a shaved head, he looks pretty hard with all his tattoos. Oh, true, yeah. Good it's point. not that far Good fetched. But point. he just doesn't dress like they would. Like he's never gonna wear a tracksuit <laughs> and some sneakers. You know. Yeah. So. Um, um, so first, what do you miss from the early 2000s, man? I miss having zero responsibilities. Oh. If it's a weekday, we're meeting up at Shred. You know, we're meeting up downtown, wherever. We're skating till 8, 9 at night, go home. Maybe do homework for 20 minutes, run it back. Weekends, we're meeting up at Moss Park at like... When, when did that start? Like 9 a.m. or something? 10 a.m.? Dude, I'm talking Friday after school. We're going to the pond or the triangle, and it's on from there till Sunday dinner time for the whole weekend. Exactly. Like, Sleepovers. You ain't separating us. All that. And, like, just not, not even knowing what soreness is and just literally skating oh. for hours and hours and hours, eating fast food doesn't matter all this shit that we got to worry about now like not getting fat like having like a shorter window of (laughs) of being able to skate before your legs give out like all i just miss basically i just miss our youth and uh honestly no no real responsibilities so run that back of course like like the emailer said bradley i I fuck with you on the like pre-youtube was definitely a special time as well videos meaning more all that stuff that we've been crying about for years but hey the present's great too man one thing i'll say is though back in the early 2000s if you had a 
said we'd be skating at 35 like there i would have thought no chance i thought 30 was a death wish for us in our skating careers so we're at least we're still out there still pushing um for me it's probably how influential skate video music was on us mm-hmm. and just like having that soundtrack playing in our ears no matter where we were going whether we had our fucking cd player then it transferred to the mp3 player and then obviously the ipod like skate video music on deck at all times uh that definitely is something i miss you know i feel that because there's there's definitely a cutoff i don't know what year but like if you drop like 20 skate tracks from the last five years like you're lucky if i recognize one of them because there's so much now it's hard to remember Mm -hmm. who uses what song nowadays but if you're above a certain age and you drop 20 skate tracks like most people are gonna know the majority of them like oh yeah it's like such a fun skate trivia thing right because everyone's got a shot but mm-hmm. that definitely went out the window with uh, the internet and the content era of pain i feel you on that one yeah and then who you, who you think's gonna be featured on top boy what skater man well, shit, we obviously got one in mind. We got to go to the UK. I, I, w- I would love to say KGZ, Karan Gale, but he's too soft. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He may look hard, but he's just a fucking softy at heart. So can't say him. Mm. Um, For me, man, I think easy placement right here. I'm going to have to go with the bad man himself, Kyle Wilson. <laughs> Sliding right in there with Duchesne, you know, top dogs in the yard. And uh, maybe throw in a little Benny Fairfax too as the, the wise old man running the show. <laughs> Benny Fairfax, yo, stude, that's a stereo sound agent. That's also too soft, man, for the end. What do you mean? He's fucking, they're Palace UKs now, man. They're born and bred, dog. They they know what it's true, like. True, true. They ends. are Palace men's. He has a, been a Palace man for years, but I, I just, it just, <laughs> it's stereo sound it just, rem- <laughs> yeah, I just went back to like, <laughs> Like he's like KGZ. Oh. He's, he's too. He, he still got stereo Didn't sound. Did he win the first battle at the barracks or something? I think he beat. Was it PJ Loud? I can't remember, but yeah, I think he won one of the Fucking first ones. Insane thing to happen. Yeah, bro. Triple OG, Nolly Hill, the triple. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yo, uh, if you're listening, you're always welcome on the pod. Love to get you on. Um, shit. What's uh? What's the other Palace Triple OG legend? Fuck, his name's slipping my mind right now. Morgan. Chewy? Morgan, yeah. Morgan was obsessed with Chewy for a good year straight there. <laughs> Yo, Chewy could pull up on them boys anytime. And he, he could get down and dirty. You know what I'm saying? Like, even even Sully would have to watch his back if Chewy's in the building. It's fucking zero tolerance gang. ZT boys right there. <laughs> Bobby ain't cutting it out there though. Chill out, Bradley. Alright, next up we got an email from Leon GMX. What's up, Bunt? Any trick haunting you? And secondly, mm. do you have a favorite skater from Germany you also want to have on the pod one day? Yeah, it's I've tried it on a couple different little Manny pads. I really want to do a fakey trace switch Manny. I'm just having a really tough time with it. Damn. It's not working sick. anywhere. Yeah. Bravo. I mean I'm desperate. I think it would feel great. I've uh, I bunted a couple on T Fox, like mm-hmm. the perfect size for that. But you know, you know, my tray flips are too weak. I couldn't even 
Like, I probably bunted it twice, and I'm like, yeah, that ain't happening. And if you can't do it on that, it's probably never going to happen. But <sighs> I feel like I'm in better shape than than last year right now. I feel a little lighter, stronger in the legs, so maybe this year it will work out. We need to find, like, a nice low manny with a bit of a drop. That's the perfect thing. Yeah. Oh, you seen that Australia manny pad? I want to go there. It's like a curb to get on <laughs> and then it drops into like a bank so it actually looks so oh the sick. like little manny yeah, yeah. I'm like that's such a or a little bank story such an easy like clip we're going to australia uh, vans oz man what are you waiting for live show dustin dolan interview let's get it yeah or just send us out there and we'll MC a contest or something or like the bunt jam oz like let's get something going here <laughs> Uh, trick haunting me Not really at the moment I haven't been trying a new trick And there's no like clip that I've I guess I could say like switch shove Nose manny fakey flip Because I battled that for hours in bars And I've been trying to find the right manny pad for it Ever since so Let's find a manny pad this summer Dono Yeah we, we're gonna Find a couple Let's go all right. And favorite German skater. All right, I'm going to kind of cheat it here a little bit. I think um, Dennis Busen's dad is German. So I'm going to say Dennis is German and go with Dennis. But yo, didn't he grow Absolute up there? Absolute legend. I swear he spent time there. Like, fuck, we should remember this. After a little bit of research, it says... Oh, that's possible. After a little bit of research, it says he was... Born in the U.S. Maybe he went back to Germany. Oh, well. Um, Dennis Busenitz, man. That counts. He might be the greatest. Oh, he did grow up. And he started skating there in the 90s. Bro, we had him on the pod. We got to remember this shit. And he has an accent. Dude, you understand that was five years ago, probably. It was three years ago. (laughs) He has a little accent, too. That's a hella legit. Shouts to Dennis. Mega ledge. I'm going to go with June Coomer. Not sure if I pronounced it that right, but June. Met him in uh, Berlin. Y'all probably might know him as uh, Versace Plug's brother, who absolutely shreds and was a super nice guy. We had a fun uh, sesh in the Berlin streets a few years back. So, uh, yeah, June doing it big in them Berlin streets. All right, next up, we got an email from Juice Apple. Yo, Bunt Boys, what's good? Killing the pod. Been tuning in for a couple years now and haven't heard in the post office how y'all came up with the name Studio E. Where did it originate from? Keep the barns burning. Mandem's been loving it. One. Um, That one's pretty simple, straightforward. Me and Saifa both grew up and... At the time of the Bunt Inception, we're living in the east end of Toronto. So, Studio E. Studio East. Nothing fancy or flashy or even funny about that one. (laughs) Yes, sir. All right. Next up, we've got an email and a voice note from Cody George. Been a fan since the jump. Washed up skater from BC, Canada, around the same age as you guys. Been wanting to send an email for a while, so I'll try and keep it short. I re-listened to the Jesse Alba interview, and goddamn, is that shit funny. If you listen to the clip I attached, you can hear me cracking up. 
What is Dono talking about? Anyways, Safer hits me back on Insta sometimes and always makes my day. Wish you guys the best and every season is a killer. You get me? Alright, let's take a listen and see what he's talking about. Nah, we're good. We went through a phase of like pissing everywhere too. What? You're into that? I guess so. I don't know. I just like <laughs> drunk. It's just do whatever. Pretty sketchy. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember this phase you're talking about, Donald. <laughs> Alright, pissing everywhere. Yeah, you, yeah maybe we could get Tom to do one. Oh, fuck. He couldn't back me up on that. Say so he had to fucking Bro, single me out, eh? I still have no idea what the hell you're talking about. You're just like... Bro, he's just talking about when you're drinking and you would just fucking piss in an alley, piss on a sidewalk, piss on a car. Like, this is what, like... You... Every, like, teenage boy or 20-year-old boy does that. When they're just drinking with their buddies, walking to the bar, piss here in the park. Whatever. Piss over there. It's not uncommon, bro. You don't have to act above me, dog. I wasn't trying to act above you, but that's just... Is just that even, I don't know what you're talking that, about. Well, I, don't I didn't know. know what you were talking about. Like, you made it sound like some specific phase when we were... Like, Where did you think I was talking about pissing? We still piss anywhere. That's what. That's probably that's what, what confused I'm me. It's not like anything changed. It's not like we stopped pissing in parks. We're a little bit more. Well, I mean... Maybe not. We used to like, like for like a hot minute, we would like spin in a circle while we were pissing. What? Um, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You're still making shit up. No, I'm not, bro. Oh, shit. Maybe that was just that fucking weird week in Halifax. Um, <laughs> that's why I was confused. Yeah, that's all I was fucking talking about. This guy's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But maybe I just like worded it like too casually, and uh, but that's a funny. I like that clip, Cody. Thanks for the reminder, man. Uh, Donald's shout out to some, all the fucking guys out there getting drunk, pissing wherever they want. Donald's got some weird piss fetish, trying to include me. No idea what he's talking, <laughs> about. bro. I fucking oh, this son of a bitch. That was wicked. Thanks, Cody. Can't believe I said that, man. <laughs> Sounded sounds fucked. <laughs> Further it's explanation. Just how casual you tried to throw me in there too. Like, I have no but idea Jesse's what like, what about. did Jesse say? He like agreed. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably didn't know what the fuck I was talking about either. That's probably why he never gets back to me when I hit him up. <laughs> I get back to Cody though. Sometimes. Yeah, good for you. All right, one more here. Yeah. All right. Last email for the week here from Mikey Boy. Just went back to my hometown skate park for the first time since uh, Canton Russell and his lackeys hit the old remodel and goddamn that they botch it. Shit couldn't be more sterile. It literally spawned bootleg Nijas and Jaggers to the likes this park has never seen. Y'all got any hometown parks or spots that lost their charm after getting a facelift? Shout out to all my Brea Park soldiers, wherever you are at these days, Mikey boy's got the skills. Damn, that's harsh, man. <laughs> like saying Canton Russell and his lackeys, that's just bare disrespect. Man. That's a legend. I was watching Osiris the Storm the other day, looking for tray flips, and Canton is it's a the old remodel legend. Yeah. 
putting up skate parks, remodeling skate parks. I mean, I haven't seen the park you're talking about, but I'm just going to have to go against this one. I will have no Kenton Isn't his Russell. back tricking? Huh? Isn't his back trick in the storm like a savage park clip? Dude, he like back three is like a tabletop to yeah. flat. In a, in a it's demo. fucking wicked. The, yeah. the song's so raw. It's just like some beat. Like... Fake is crazy, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. I mean, that sucks if the park does suck. Like, that's obviously a bummer. But to go from like dope career as a pro skater to like trying to give back, we got nothing but respect for that. So... I said, hit the old remodel, and goddamn, they botched it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Mikey boy. Yeah. You know what thing I fucking hate is when people bring too much shit to the skate park. Like, it's a goddamn place to drop off your garbage, man. Um, thinking of one in particular here in Toronto. Don't overload the skate park with shit, man. That's all I got to say. All right, and last up for the week, we've got a voice note from Aharis H. Let's take a listen. Yo, Bunt Boys, what's up? It's Fakey Stop Rock over here out in the bay, chilling. I'm just thinking about how embarrassingly extensive uh, my warm-up has become over the years. I'm almost 40 now. Um, I see these kids, they'll just like throw down their board and try and like kick with a five stair. I'm like, what? What are you doing, bro? Um, anyways, my question for you is, what is your warm up? Are you the type you're gonna go through Ollie Nolly 180, uh, fucking every single variation before you start trying real tricks? Or are you just gonna get there and start trying whatever trick you wanna try? Um, Love the podcast. Listening for years, bro. So hyped. There's a new season back. So uh, I'm looking forward to everything you have to put out, man. Um, big love. Can't wait to hear what you have next. Peace. That is a genius voice note. Fakey Stop Rock. Hell of a nickname right there. Bro, we said it time and time again. Ain't nothing like me and Safe of pulling up to just getting right after it is slow sometimes painful sometimes i get to the session i can't even get warm so i just gotta shut it down before it even gets going (laughs) um but yeah it's a long process like i've said before i'm definitely not the most calculated guy anymore i'm not doing the ollie switch ollie nollie front side 180 back way i'm not going through that list it's a little more sporadic but something that I always will do is like a nice little nolly back 180 is probably the first flat ground trick I'm gonna do because it's the easiest. Then maybe like a half cab. Then I'll go through a shove it or two. Um, I actually find it easier to switch 50-50 now than regular 50-50 when I'm yep. not warmed up. Yep. Like I have a hard, like the ollie is probably the last thing that comes out because it takes so long to warm that leg up for some reason. I don't know what the hell is going on. But then, like, a question I asked for you, want to ask you to say, what is the first flip trick you'll do on flat when warming up? For me, it's always rotating between nollie flip or nollie heel. Right now, it's nollie heel. Yeah, for me, that's a good question. I think it's nollie flip or maybe switch heel, but 
switch heels have gone down the drain since my second ankle surgery three or four years ago now so those just bum me out so it's probably nollie flip definitely kick flips and fakie flips still hurt my ankle so those are few and far between very limited these days but yeah i'm like you it's a little more sporadic these days uh like i'm thinking i went to dunbat the other day so i'm just trying to remember i'll i'll usually do like some nollie 180s and half cabs back to back uh i i find doing like manny's gets the legs going a little quicker so like manny yeah but you need like a little curb banny yeah a little curb banny's perfect yeah my first like i always do nollie shoves out the gate because those take like the least effort um get some manny's going ollie into that little launch ramp just anything that gets the knees bending you know yeah but i like Mm -hmm. Manny's nose Manny's then when you're a little more warmed up switch Manny switch nose Manny some Nolly 180s some half cabs some Nolly shoves and then some Nolly flips but yeah it's funny you said the switch 50 thing I couldn't agree more regular 50 50s I'm like is my back truck gonna get up here <laughs> we just hit a fucking switch 50 and uh to anyone in their 20s listening that's what you got to look forward to man the struggle is real (laughs) i remember speaking of warm-ups and uh just mentioning halifax whether that was an email or two ago one of safe was all-time greatest warm-ups happened in halifax we went on like kind of like a skate kind of party trip a little bit of both um, if anyone knows Seifa, you know he, knows it. he uh, never shies away from getting gnar, especially on a trip. There is an absolutely savage kink rail in Halifax, Canada, the east coast of Canada. Pretty low to get on, but big, big old dirty kink. The kink is high to come off as well. And we were at the skate park one morning after probably being out till 3.30, 4 in the morning, like going as hard as we possibly could. This was in our early to mid 20s. And we get to the skate park. And I guess word got out that Safa was going to try and front board this kink rail. So I'm telling you, there was more people there than there usually would be. And just watching Safa go through this warm up, I was like, there's actually no way he can. Like, I believe in Safa's ability to do anything he sets his mind to because he can. But on that day in particular, I was like, please, God, do not. Do not continue on with this warm-up. I think he primoed one of your classic Nolly shoves yeah. and was just looking about as Lindy rough as you could look. And then, lo and behold, he still wants to go to the rail. The whole skate park comes down to this fucking kink rail to see it go down. And uh, one of the craziest sessions I've ever been a part of ensued. Safe was jumping on the kink rail. Didn't come away with a make, but didn't let the people down. He was jumping on there. He was giving it all he had. But those nollie shoves in that warm-up were, they were rough. You know, for that question, sometimes I, like, think of random rapid-fire answers. And, like, different ones always pop up. That's one that I've definitely thought of for, like, the one that got away. Because at, at this point in my life, I don't think I'm jumping on that thing anymore. So it's definitely got away. But I couldn't walk after that. Almost lost my teeth on the one bail because yeah. the ledge is sticking out there. And I came so close to hitting my face off of it. 
I wish I got that though, man. John Alley fucking apparently broke his ankle trying to lip slide it. So that was in my head. It's all it was just, war. Just uh <laughs> Dude, I tried that into the darkness too. That was so dumb. Y'all should have just went all day me. and it was cold. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, like, I think people at the skate park were watching you warm up like this motherfucker's gonna try to board that rail. Like, I gotta be here to see this. <laughs> They thought it was going to be an episode of ridiculousness. No, <laughs> we went for it, man. Yo, chill. <laughs> like, uh, honestly, man. Like, I tried to skate that day, too, and I, like, I never felt worse. Like, I don't particularly remember the night before, but I remember all those nights in Halifax, and we were not staying home watching a movie, you know? like Yeah. That, the funny thing is that, like, to the previous email earlier of, like, what do you miss from the early 2000s? That was, like, probably, like, 2009, 2010. But I miss that, too. The ability to bounce back after a long night at that age yeah. compared to now. Like, if we had that night now, we're done for, like, days after that. There's no skating. There's no nothing. I almost died after the bunt jam last summer. <laughs> We drank like four nights in a row and I almost lost my life. Like <laughs> But we'll run it back this year. I remember I called six year old after on I think it was like Monday or Tuesday morning. Because he was like around the bunch of him, but he wasn't really partying. Remember he like lost his voice yeah, yeah. and then he had a wedding to go to. And he was like, What was like your big takeaway from from the bunch ammo, I was like, yo, I can still party, man. Like, <laughs> I can still do this shit, you know? And then, like, the next day, I, like, lost my voice and probably had a headache the whole day and didn't feel good for three weeks, but... You spoke too soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, 35-year-old dad. I can still party, man. I can do it. <laughs> Jesus. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Get your emails and voice notes into thebuntlive at gmail.com. Love every single one of you and want to hear from you. This is the rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. The first round is heating up. We're about halfway through. There is only one team who has punched their ticket to the second round. And good timing for them with Joel Embiid out with a sprained knee. Or what's he got? A hurt, a hurt back? A concussion? That guy's falling all over the place. I don't know what he's got, man. <laughs> uh, I'm just happy to see it, man. Uh, I feel like Embiid, the Sixers, Doc Rivers, all their histories, I feel like they've just been known to play with their food. They tend to make it harder than it needs to be. So the clean sweep here is what they needed rest up and wait like they're probably so hyped that the hawks just uh won a game stole so one. extending that series yeah so um good good on the sixers happy they just fucking got it done for once like remember last year i think they went up 3-1 on the raps and then lost game five and then all the like doc rivers choking talk came up and blah 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 and then they whatever they they buried us in game six but uh it's just good to see them get a clean sweep not waste time and uh let's go sixers i'm gonna be rooting for them against the celtics mm -hmm. you get me another team looking to punch their ticket the denver nuggets are making quick work of the t wolves i know anthony edwards is out here saying you got to win four to move on but <laughs> i think we all know that buddy and we all know what's coming yeah, I mean, maybe 
maybe it's a gentleman sweep but either way it's not going past five uh good looks on the nuggets i feel like at the end of the regular season everyone was kind of starting to um like for a while there they were like okay they're clear cut favorite and then they kind of puttered at the end of the season is that a word i don't Mm -hmm. know but um yeah they're reminding us all why they were the one seed and had that shit locked up like real real quick Mm -hmm. one thing we got to talk about which even without paul george at the beginning of this series it looked like it was going to be primetime tv russell westbrook playing back at an elite level for the first time in years giving booker and kd all they can handle when he had Kawhi out there with him but now Kawhi's got a sprained knee like what what is the issue here man like why can't we just keep him on the court it's beginning to get to a point where you're going to keep saving him and saving him. He's going to be 45 before he runs through a whole series. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, eventually, you oh, got to play basketball. That's how I feel, but I also heard Ty Lue's press conference where he's like, I just feel the worst for Kawhi. Like, he eats right. He does everything right to be out there, which makes me think, like, all right, maybe it's just, I don't know. It's easy to doubt someone when you're not in their body. We don't know what he's going through. I'd like to give someone like Kawhi, who's a competitor and one of the best players on the planet, the benefit of the doubt. But when it just piles up, it's just weird that he fucking played game one, sprained his knee in game one, dropped 38, but then dropped 31 in game two. Mm-hmm. But then he misses the next two. It just it makes you wonder a little more. But uh, regardless, I don't think it just sucks because the Suns actually look beatable like if they had Paul George from the start oh. I think the Clippers actually would have won that series they could have gave him a day um, or two off and it wouldn't have mattered yeah I, I had a feeling like Kawhi should have rested game two just a weird feeling not knowing he sprained his knee and unfortunately played they lost and then now it's looking like it's a wrap it sucks because yeah Russell Westbrook like found something like he's channeling his uh westbrook from like five six years ago looking like a beast out there norman powell's going fucking buck i don't know if that was his career high but definitely playoff career high 42 the other day it's just another what if season for the clippers man and they're just starting to pile up hopefully next year's the year for them man hopefully couple upsets one potentially in the making one I don't think it's going to get much further. The Heat hold a 2-1 lead over the Bucks, and the Lakers hold a 2-1 lead over the Grizzlies. Who's most likely to take this series? Bruh, honestly, I have no idea in the Memphis series. That one's like, the Lakers look old and dusty in game two, and then they, they come out and do quick work in game three. Game one was kind of a toss-up and jaw, like, hurting his hand and shit. But they did the, the classic let let Jaw let the best player go crazy and don't let anyone else get off. I think Jaw had 45. No one else really had a, a big impact. Um, we'll see we'll see what they do for Game Four. But that's gonna be eyes glued to the TV for that one, man. That's a huge huge game, mm-hmm. and I'm rooting against both teams, so I don't really care. But I kind of want to see Dylan Brooks get the last laugh on LeBron in this what? series. What that, that can't you can't. That can't be serious. Dylan no, Brooks. Bro, you know what? <clears throat> I made a one. I did a full. He's an actual on Dylan scrub. Today. He's a scrub. No, but 
to say that shit about LeBron, and I don't even particularly like LeBron, and then you come out and start the game shooting one for six, look like absolute trash, and then you punch him in the nuts, that is a, a pitiful performance. And then get kicked out of the game. That's absolutely pitiful. Like, he has... There's no dog in him. There's no superstar in him at all. He is the definition of a role player, and... He just got to shut his mouth, man, because, no, like you said, they, he fired up the old dogs. Him. He fired up the old yeah. guys. Like, what is the point of that? If I'm his team, if I'm Triple J or if I'm I'm like, dude, just let's quietly go about our business and, and lull these old guys to sleep. Don't say anything to LeBron or AD because if they get going, they can play a game. But if you just let them, you know, sail off into the sunset, they'll do that too. Like, he's the reason they're in trouble here. It's got nothing to do with Jaws' injury. I don't know, man. I feel I, I just heard Stan Van Gundy talk about this the other day on a podcast. That shit where it's like all the build up and the off the court drama like that might impact the first like two minutes of a game. But once the game starts, you know, it's your skill and execution that is going to take care of 98 percent of the yeah, game. Yeah, but it's like mental focus, talking. man. Like, I don't who cares? Like, just because Stan Van one guy says it. It doesn't mean it's true. No, but I, like if I someone calls that. you out in a game, like you're gonna make sure you win that game. If someone, if you're a top yeah. guy and someone says, "Oh, he's forty, he's old," yeah, 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 but you're gonna take the whole game serious, and you're gonna make sure the the rest of the guys do, and you're gonna hold them accountable. Like, no, I don't I think, think at that level you're taking the whole minutes. game serious. It's not gonna. Affect no, but me for two I, I just think, I just think, it's not like if you chirp a shit team. All of a sudden, there's not a shit team. Them, he's, tur- he's chirping LeBron James and the Lakers. No, I get that. I, my and point is shit. just that your skill is your skill. Like it's gonna play out how it's gonna play out. Like the shit talk can only go so far. Like it can only fire you up. No, but we so LeBron's much. proven he can just take a back seat in games. Sometimes he'll let Austin Reeves take a game over. He'll rely on Anthony Davis to do things. He didn't need. He didn't need to poke the peripheral bear he didn't have to do that yeah but but he poked the bear before game two and then they won like that's what i'm saying and then he went directly at him he made sure to double down and make sure everyone heard it to to talk more shit (laughs) like if it's two i just don't think the the off the court shit it does man i believe more so than anything the shit talk in the game and outside of the game keeps you engaged man 100 percent and I'm seeing it in the in a lot of these hockey games too. Teams are staying in it by keeping it dirty, man. And he didn't need to do that, uh, in my opinion. Anyways, hockey, you can think what you want because you can fight and shit. But it's basketball is a physical game I, too. Like, look, Dylan no, Brooks knew it, he fucked like, up, and then he takes different. it to the if next you drag level. Someone into a fight, penalties make it like that shit so different in hockey. Like, I just think. The better team's going to win most of the time in basketball, regardless of shit talk. Bro, look what Dylan Brooks did. He came out, started the game like shit, and then he punches LeBron in the nuts and gets kicked out. That's all related. Clearly, he knew he had to do something. He's always trying to do something extra, and his team was getting getting killed, and then he went and did something even more extra and got kicked out. Like It wasn't good for him or the Lakers, to be honest with you. I hope they lose. I hope the Lakers keep the pedal to the metal here, man. Let's moving on. Do the Heat have any chance against the Bucks, or is this the best it's going to get at 2-1, man? Well, I mean, that all depends on Giannis's availability. It's crazy that they uh, made quick work of the Heat in Game 2. Uh, this could easily be 3-1 Heat um, had they not kind of shit the bed there. 
without Giannis in game two, but um, I actually have zero idea what's going to happen in this one. Because, like, how are you supposed to predict if you don't know if Giannis is playing? Yep. Is he back for game four? I haven't heard. Do we know? No. Nope. Yeah. It's kind of a hush-hush thing. Yeah, I think Giannis is going to come back, though. Like, there's no way you go through that grueling regular season. Even if he's not 100%, I think he's going to come back. I think the Bucks still handle business. Bucks in six, seven at most. Yeah. You talked about it real quick for a second. Hawks stole a game from Boston. They're still down 2-1. The 76ers waiting in the wind. I think the Celtics win the next two, wrap this up, and then they get a little bit of a break before round two starts. Yeah, that was uh, surprising. Hats off to the Hawks. <laughs> I think we both wrote them off real quick. Um, I kind of would be hyped if they won game four, just because I'm rooting for the Sixers next game. So the more gas the uh, the Celtics expend in this uh, first series, the happier I'll be. But uh, that might be, depending on who wins Memphis Lakers, I think most anticipated series of round two across the league is going to be Philly Boston, man. Yep, without a doubt, Philly Boston, second round. That's going to be must see TV. But let's, let's not disrespect the Hawks. Uh, let's wait till it's over. Valiant um, effort by the Hawks. It's, Good on them for stealing one. I actually expected yeah. more from the Hawks this season, to be honest. Bit of a letdown. Oh, big letdown. Yeah. In what has become. Bums. The second most exciting series in round one. The Cavaliers and Knicks. The Cavaliers are not living up to their regular season. Mobley not doing as much as I thought he would. The Knicks with the commanding 3-1 lead. They going to put an end to that in five? Bro, that was a wild one. I watched uh, the fourth down here in Mexico on my phone. Being a little antisocial, but the, <laughs> the score was real close. And uh, I think, if I remember correctly, I don't even think um, Julius Randle checked in in the fourth. They just, you know, when sometimes there's just a flow happening and the crowd's going berserk. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're just like, okay, maybe we'll just stick with this. And they just, they closed it out. No Randle. Fucking your boy Brunson just hitting massive threes. Josh Hart just everywhere at once. Huge offensive rebounds, assists, layups threes oh dude that was a, a classic msg game right there mm -hmm. and yeah i i really thought body for body the uh the calves were better but you can never underestimate uh the bench sometimes man and i just feel like the knicks bench is so much better than uh the calves bench like they're just they're just throwing darts trying to fucking get some like i think they changed they need more scoring, into the man. starting lineup yeah just they, a they little need spacing more. um so yeah neck whatever we're both still high on the calves like they're still hella young so um and it's also not over but i mean that's over i feel like it's kind of over so better luck next year calves rooting for you but uh it's ex it's always exciting when you got the knicks um doing work in the playoffs i think this is yo this might be their first time in round two since the carmelo days when they went with like jason kidd and shit and lost to the heat in round two it's been a so long run the knicks fans and the knicks and a long time coming jalen brunson isn't the superstar they wanted but he's the superstar they needed baby he's got people playing basketball in the streets of manhattan yeah that's my dog man i love him 
I uh, hope to see them in the second round. And if they get a date with Miami somehow, some way, that would be that would be the biggest hack. Yeah. <laughs> like getting to the conference finals, like Dallas last year and the Hawks a few years ago, when you just kind of weasel your way to a conference finals appearance. That would be insane. And now we could we could bet our entire net worths all whatever the bunts worth on um the winner of sixers celtics beating whoever comes out of the other bracket and we just might everything in the bank account <laughs> but like in sports just like what's happening in that bucks heat giannis goes down someone goes down and you know you never know exactly. change the series that's why that's they why play the games that bet. that's why they play the that's games why you don't bet your house yep yep and now the creme de la creme of the first round I mean, the only way a series would have been better than this was if PG and Kawhi were healthy and that Suns Clippers. But we knew this Ooh. was going to be must-see TV. And it's living up to the hype. Draymond up to his antics. Sabonis doing his thing. And obviously the battle of Fox and Curry heating up. You're not a big fan of Poole's antics. But the Warriors pulled it off and tied it up 2-2 on Sunday. We got a best of three. Bruv, the series of the first round. Must-see TV every fucking game. Holy shit. Just finished watching that shit. Uh, stressed the entire time. I just got to say, Steph Curry doing it on both ends. Locking up De'Aaron Fox, Mr. Clutch himself on the last play. Kings inbound it with 10 seconds. Steph with a little Draymond help keep fucking fox uh right where they wanted him forced a late pass to harrison barnes who had an open three to fucking burn his old team at the buzzer oh my god it went a little long like that was you know when like a shot feels like it's in the air for 10 years oh, and you're so like why shot against yeah. Embiid. yeah one drop that shit went back rim and out to the huge stress relief 2-2 bro these next three games man I don't it, it just sucks that this had to happen in round one, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, this is the drama you needed in round two, three, and then the finals, but this is a we'll take it where we can get right it. Here. That's what this is. Bro. And, the yeah. like, just looking across the way, the difference a conference makes, man. The 76ers get the Nets in the 3-6 matchup. The Nets, <laughs> no Kyrie, no KD. Quick sweep. You know, they got their feet up on the couch, and the Kings back in the playoffs after a long layoff get the warriors 17 years seven i know the, the reward in the west was so shit to like have a high seed like the kings bust their ass all season for a three seed i would have preferred the, the lakers defending champs in round one like That's the just, kings could have put it, it on the sucks. lakers because they would have been polite gone about their business and just beat the old dogs into the ground yeah Man, I was rooting for the Kings all year, so it sucks to see them go against uh, my favorite team, but um, they, they're kind of annoying me. Now, regardless, I will be rooting. If they do win the series, I'm rooting for them a thousand percent rest of the way. But, dude, Sabonis, like, and his antics faking, like, oh, you already know he, he, it's he took some fucking acting courses before that game for that, like some people are like, oh it was such a hard stomp it wasn't a step it was a stomp like come on man that fool was on the ground acting like he got shot and then just has Hold a monster dunk foot. like 30 seconds later I hate that. and 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 then talking about a chest 
contusion. Yo, me and Donald Googled what contusion means years ago because it was always that most random shit. It's like in fantasy, when you get a notification, it's like your player has a such and such contusion. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, is he out for three months? Google that shit. Contusion just means bruise. Just a bang. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He just got hit. Uh, he's getting x-rays for a chest contusion, a.k.a. just trying to fucking force the, the league's hand, like mm -hmm. make it seem worse than it was. And then today, Malik Monk like ran into a loony screen and this fool i swear he was grabbing his ankle he went down stayed on the ground for so long like such a they're 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 trying too much to do all the little extra things you know what i'm saying just just let the game play out as it will stop trying to get guys flagrant twos and shit uh warriors and six fuck it that, they're going back to back oh man i gotta say they both hold home court the kings go back they get a win the Warriors come back, they get a win, and then championship pedigree over everything. The Warriors get it done Ooh. in seven games. And you know it's coming down Dude. to the last shot. Woo! They've just been so shit on the road that I'm so terrified. That's, That's why they're going to have to do six. one, man. They're going to have to get it done. They're going to have, like, yeah. if they're moving on, the like, they're going to have to win. You predict game five, I predict game seven. One or the other. No, I said game six. Oh, oh right, right. Just the on the road, road. yeah. Like, <clears throat> my my gut says uh, it's going seven, but my heart wants it done in six. You don't you want that stress. We're getting too old to deal yeah. with the stress. I've got stress. <laughs> the grays are fucking Let, rampant. Yeah, let's move on to the uh, NHL real quick if you want to talk about stress. I've been through the ringer, and it's only three games into the, into the first <laughs> round for the Maple Leafs. Obviously got our food eaten in game one we weren't ready weren't prepared for the tampa bay lightning they put it on us for 60 minutes and then in game two we returned the favor even one up them beat them seven to two you know what they were about they got gritty at the end perry maroon belmar janat they're banging gave shenner a good run for his money but we didn't back down and then goes down to tampa and in game three you want to talk about chest contusion. Braden Point looked like he got <laughs> shot going into the backboards. Like oh, fuck. Like Morgan Riley pulled out the, the axe from the original Halo and took a shot at him. But then, lo and behold, four minutes later, he's back on the ice flying around like nothing happened. I don't know if it was Sabonis or Point who was, who was playing for the team at the time, but they're both acting the same. <laughs> The Leafs get it done. A gritty one. Those are games the Maple Leafs never win. Tying it up with 30 seconds left in the third. Going to OT. Getting absolutely just overpowered in OT by the Tampa Bay Lightning for over 19 minutes. And then a classic overtime goal of epic proportions from Morgan Riley. Seals the deal. The Leafs steal one in Tampa Bay. We steal home ice advantage back. I'm not ready for Monday night, I tell you, and let alone Thursday night. I, I've got this one outfit I've been wearing since we've won now, two games in a row. Not taking it <laughs> off. It's twisted, man. We're uh, we're in deep here, Ghost. I just want to give a shout out to our brothers, Revigs and Cody. I can't imagine the stress they went through. Is Revigs all right? Is he? Is, did he get hospitalized? That just sounds too much for his psycho Leafs. He's okay. Ass, He's okay. He was screaming and yelling, 
we we all were the performance was not the greatest that's the problem like we came out and we started good took a one nothing lead they tied it took a two one lead they tied it and then they just took over the game so honestly it wouldn't be too far-fetched to see if a Leafs fan kind of mailed it in you know but we hung around and hung around and what do they say bend but don't break baby and we just we got the job done you know cody has his blind faith he always thinks the leafs are better the leafs are gonna win but me and Ravix. well that's that's the thing that's hilarious about leafs fans and dallas cowboys fans like you're delusional yeah. like you're the most two delusional fan bases of all time every year like talking to Ravix the other day I was like, yo, will you be hyped if they get out of round one? Just because, like, they haven't done it in 17 years? He's like, no, nah, no. Nah, like, we need more. Like, if we get out of round one, like, it's a cup. It's, it's on a cup. And I'm like, dude, how about uh, baby steps? Like, it's just. What's the point of baby zero steps? To 100? What's the point of baby like, steps? You got- <laughs> We've been waiting, dog. <laughs> yeah. Y'all Leafs fans are fucking animals. I love it. Happy for y'all. Two I know wins. I picked the lightning just just for shits and giggles, but I you obviously know uh, I want you guys for, for all of. Uh, Leafs Nation and your mental health. I'm uh, I'm hoping y'all pull it through this year. Two steps out of 16 on the way to the cup. 14 more to go. We got our general manager in the stands in Tampa arguing with fans. That's how you know he, he he's a Maple Leaf. <laughs> Screaming at the top of his lungs. Absolutely love it. Shout out to the factor, Ryan O'Reilly. The biggest trade deadline acquisition of all time in Leafs Nation. I can't even get into the rest of the hockey games. This has been an extra long episode, but one thing I do have to mention, an absolute monumental boxing match went down on Saturday night. Gervonta Tank Davis with Floyd Mayweather in his corner delivered the seventh round TKO like he predicted over Ryan King Garcia and then announced himself as the face of boxing. Tank Davis, (laughs) you're doing the thing, man. Hard work pays off. Baltimore, Maryland, stand up. Oh, is the Baltimore head who got it? His first, okay. his first main event in Vegas as well. Probably the biggest payday of his life. Okay. I think he goes to something like 27-0 with 24 KOs. The face of boxing, wow. baby. And he had some Nike SB looking boxing shoes on too, so you know he keeps it dripped. What what weight class is he? He's little. He was, they, I think they weighed in at 136. Fought at Holy 141. Shit, okay. It's like lightweight. Just things. little fellas. Yep. Featherweight man's. <laughs> Something tiny. I ain't been 131 <laughs> since up. grade four. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up the rundown and this week's episode. Any last words from Sunny Mexico? Uh, big shout out to Josh and Ashley getting married tomorrow. Can't wait. Um, Mason Silva has become the biggest basketball fan this past season. I feel like he'd be texting me mid-game every day. So uh, let's get Mason, let's get Davis on a little later. Let's start getting the special guests on for the rundown, man. It's time. Absolutely. We have Mason in here talk some basketball. Get Davis in here talk some hockey. His Minnesota Wild are in a big series. It's a close one. Oh, and then, what are they at? What are they at? Right now the Wild are up 2-1 in their series. With another home Let's game go, on Davis. hand tonight, Sunday night, can take a commanding 3-1 lead. That would be absolutely massive. And then, I don't know. I don't have anything else. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all out, bro. This is giving me this is giving me more gray hairs than the Leaf game did last night. I'm getting fired up just talking about it. I got to have a nap. <laughs> 
All right, you have a nap. I'm going to go hop in the ocean. uh, We'll we'll catch y'all in a week, people. Love y'all. Peace.